Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. One twenty-six and a half, 126 and a half hours until Super Bowl 57. What's up, everybody? Let, let's start off uh, today's sports take. And hi, everybody. Great great to be with you. Thanks for hanging out. Let, let's pay homage to Derek Gunn's hat. That is a you sweet like lid. You like that? that? Strong, strong lid, yeah. like bro. That. Strong. I enjoy strong. it. It's a special week, and I got to bring out my special gear, man. I got this bad boy at a... Uh, an incredible hat store in Orlando last February when we were out there for uh, Disney World, my my wife and my grandkids and my, and my son, son-in-law and daughter. And then when they left, my wife and I spent a few extra days shopping around, went to a great mall in the Phoenix, a beautiful mall, just packed with people in February. And uh, came across this hat store in which she wanted to go. I said, okay. So she was looking at hats and it was a you know men, men's women's hat store. And I'm looking at the prices. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Hmm. So she goes, Oh, I love this one. I'm going to buy it for her. I said, Okay. You know, then after she bought it, what'd you pay me? And I said, Oh, Lord. Woo. But see, I know B Brooks got have like what, six, seven, eight of these, something like that. Bro, those hats are, are worth their weight in gold, man. Yes. I mean, they're, they're well worth it. And she, 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 she has class. So she hooked she you up. She did. She, <laughs> she hooked did, you up, man. bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, people are like, Where'd you get this from? I can't think of the name of the store, but it's a well-known mall uh, in the Phoenix area that's flooded, you know, just flooded with people daily and great, great eateries. Wait, in Phoenix? I'm sorry, Orlando. Orlando. Okay, because I was going to say, we might have people who are are in the Phoenix area who might want to hit it up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Orlando. Orlando. My bad. My bad. Glad you corrected me. There you go. There you go. Uh, But I love it. It's got a little rocky thing to it, too. I I like it, man. Yo, Adrian. That's a good one. (laughs) Get you in the Art Museum steps after the show. Uh, We will take care of that. But, yeah, so we're getting close, guys. We're we're getting there. We're five days out now. Close. Uh, Admittedly, I'm starting starting to have some problems. No, 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 no. No, we went through this. You I went know. to the D-Gun School of Counseling I, last I week. I, I listen. I slipped up. I, I'll get. I'll get it back. I, I had a rough morning. I was. I was like. I was trying to like anticipate, hoping this was like Saturday, but I. I, I got it. I'll be all right. I'll be okay. Don't worry. Uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna yeah. tell you the truth, man. It's almost. It's starting to make me mad again, because there's Why? too many. There's there's too many people that like Andy right now, and right now Andy's the the enemy, and I don't I don't I don't like that. 
I don't I don't like the fact that people are still like, oh, it's just it. No, uh-uh. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying F him, but <gasps> I'm getting I'm not I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm right, you know, I'm I'm right on the cusp of saying, hey, chill out with all this, you know, like yeah, he's gone, stuff. he's coaching the other team. Right, right. He's the enemy right now. That's what made you know what 2017 saying? so much easier. It was easy to hate Belichick. Yes, it was. You know what I mean? That yeah. was that didn't take any kind of effort, man. And, and you know, and Brady and the and the, the whole evil empire. Yeah, like Mahomes is a hard guy to to, to dislike. He's he's you know he seems like a really good dude. Not now, you not know. right now, not with me. I'm no, pissed no. off. <laughs> I, 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 I will tell you this. Yeah. Um, you're right. The the love for Andy is ramped up. But if you guys remember back when he was. <clears throat> Uh, dismissed or mutual parting of the ways, people couldn't wait for Andy Reid to leave. But since he has resurfaced, and when he won his Super Bowl not too long ago, the admiration for him was uh, unbelievable. And even now, now I will say this, and we'll talk about this next Monday. If somehow, some way, Kansas City finds a way to win this game, I guarantee you, this fan base here, while they will be frustrated, angry, hurt, disappointed, they will give kudos to Andy and the Chiefs because of what Rob said. It's hard to hate Mahomes. This Philadelphia area has re-embraced Andy Reid like I've never seen before. It'll be very similar to when the Phillies bowed out against the Astros. They were frustrated. It was a magical ride. But you saw, I was so proud of the Philadelphia contingent because so many people were on social media you know what? We lost to the better team. Kudos to the Astros. You know, we weren't supposed to get there, and this ride was incredible. You know, and, and so kudos to the fan base. So all this negative stuff that comes out about Philadelphia fans, fans, go back to when the, the, the conclusion of the World Series. People were disappointed, no question. But they gave respect where respect was, was due. And yeah. I think the same thing will happen here. People will It'll be mad. It'll take me a while, angry. bro. I know, but you know, I'm just while, telling you, you watch. You watch I, what happens. I hear you. Here's the thing with Reed, though. I, this is where we we do – I don't mean what, what coming off of what Derek said at all, but we do this sort of revisionist history thing. It, here's what I mean by that. Like, it was really time for both sides to move on when Andy left here. Yep. You know, he, he it was starting to become a struggle. He didn't really replace his assistant coach as well. He went with that desperation thing with Juan Castillo as his defensive coordinator. And the team really kind of laid down in his last year. And even in the last game, they didn't even show him the respect of playing hard for him. It was time to move on. And right. it worked out well for both parties. The Eagles won a Super Bowl right, right. You know, a few years later. Right. Uh, Andy's had great success. Sometimes that's okay. It doesn't – like I, there's a, there's sort of a notion that Andy was run out of town by the fans. And, and you know how some of that stuff starts. And I that's know. just not the case. It's not what went on. Believe me, you think Jeffrey Lurie wanted to fire Andy Reid? He didn't want to fire Andy Reid. He had to. It just got it was, to the point where it was he was not to move on. It was a yeah. mutual understanding. It was time to go in a different direction after 14 years. Right. Very few coaches get 14 years in the same place. Belichick, right. Mike Tomlin are the exceptions to the rules. Mm -hmm. You know, Pete Carroll, exception to the rule. That's not the norm across the National Football League. Nowadays, you know, most teams, look at Houston. They're so impatient. They're on their third coach in three years. You know, Adam Gase bowed out of you know Chicago after a couple of years. Didn't I mean, my, and with Miami, didn't last long with the Jets. So Harbaugh's days are numbered right now. Okay, and how long has Harbaugh been in, in Baltimore? Think about Probably it. Around the same thing, about fourteen yeah. years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, you know, it it, it runs its course. You know, so mm -hmm. there are few there are few coaches like like I said, the Pete Carrolls and the Belichicks and the Tomlins, who basically, unless they completely bottom out, will ride off into the sunset on their own terms when they feel like. It. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, 
I'm in a I'm in a bad place with Andy right now. So I mean, it's starting to get worse and worse. He's I, the I'm enemy. I know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I respect I that. It. You know, you know, me and him might you know put up some dukes. I start thinking of him telling me. Man, uh, Andy Reid, whoop your behind, man. <laughs> Andy Reid, I put my I put all my Vegas money on Andy, man. Andy, Andy, Andy's that wily veteran. You know, you might have the strength, but see, he's already studied the angles. He knows where your weakness is, man. He catch you <laughs> under the throat in that Adam's apple or somewhere like that, man. He might even take a shot below the equator. You don't know. Bruh, no, Anything bruh, to slow you down, bro. I've been working out, bro. I'm telling you, I've been working out. Y'all have seen it. Yeah, know, I'm working out, but you know, what I'm saying that's why I, that's why I get on when I get on the call. I time my workouts around the call. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as I work, as soon as I finish working out, as soon as I get out that hot box, you know, Sana, I'm I'm right there sitting there ready to go through the, uh, our little team meeting. I like you know it. I, know you, I know you're putting the work. I'm, I'm getting in shape, bro. That might you know, be for sure. They're coming man. back, bro. They're coming back. They're coming back. You see that? You see Hold that? Up, man. I see the look. guns. See that? Yeah. Look, man. Christie's hey. right on. It was like a marriage. Everybody could see it was over both parties and then move on. That's it. Yeah, move B. On. Brooks. B. Brooks. That might be Yo. for sure. We don't know if you're really working out. You might just do that for show to impress us, man. I don't know. Bro. I'm just saying. You sweating for you guys? I'm not, I'm not yeah, you can just pour water on your head. Spray, spray, little sweats on action, man. I'm just saying, bro. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not the one to impress anybody. You know, I, I ain't the impressing type. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, no, nah, I, 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 I can't do that. But, you stay know, but, white, hey. Stay out that White Castle, man. You be, you been shaping like a week. Well, why do you think I'm working out so much? Because I got to kill White Castle when I get there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm so you're going my... so to undo all the stuff you did? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've been working out for a month. Hey, he's what? got a plan, What? Come on, man. I've been working out for a month straight. Fitness Rebel uh, approves, by the way. Of what? Get your sexy back. There we go. Health. See, that's what I'm talking about. But okay. that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I got to get it back. And, and what, you know, and I might take a little, you know, it'll be a little glitch in the road for a second. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'll get back to you're it. You're really out of cheat day when you're out at the Super Bowl. Right. So you I'll have your cheat have, day, hey, man. Hey, I'll have four like, cheat days. Yeah. I like what I like what M. Reyes says. Brooks says it's green screen muscles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey, did you guys see that guy that he's walking? All of a sudden, he'll just throw his body to the side. I, I don't, I don't know how he does it. Oh, he's you like saw that video I sent you? Yeah, I'm like, how does he just throw his body to the side like that? Dude, uh, you know, you know, it's a tr- uh, an illusion. Yeah, it's some kind of. But, edit, but, yeah. but did you see the? He, he did it at a, and I couldn't tell what football game it was. It was a couple of players who freaked out. Yeah, flare, players. It was before the game. Players who walking across the field, and it was a dome stadium. And the guy goes, "Hey guys, how you doing?" Voop, and his upper body goes to the side like this. I'm like, <laughs> that was oh. the, that was at the Pro Bowl events. Oh was yeah, it? that's that's what it was. Yeah, that what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen. But I went to his before. website. I went to his website. Okay, and he does it everywhere. Because I thought it was just a green screen, mm-hmm. but he does it everywhere. I don't know how he does it, man. It, it, it looks crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? I it can show it to it's me. well done, man. I will say that. Right. You right. Seen magicians do that, but I'm still like, how do you? How do you? Right. Right. Like it's, it's almost like, like it's almost like demonic or something, bro. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's man. Going on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that stuff freaks me out, man. I back to this. I want to whoop Andy's ass right now. I'm with you. Hey, and then back to on Monday we can all be lovey dovey. Right. 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 It's a different deal now. Yeah, it's so, a different you know, deal man, now. I'm, I'm not looking to be anybody's that. buddy and, and with a chief jersey on. Look, no, uh-uh. let me tell you something, man. You ain't whooping it. Andy's my guy, man. Andy, Andy, good people, man. Win, lose, or draw. Andy's good people. You ain't, you ain't messing with Andy, man. Hey, good, bro. I, I played against my cousins, I'm, blood cousins. Hey, look, Joe Johnson is my blood cousin. Joe Johnson, first round draft first from Louisville, played in uh, played in New Orleans, <clears throat> and he's my blood cousin. And I tried to get him before he got me. In fact, our mother, I mean, my grandmother, my grandmother and uh, and, and and his grandma, I mean, his his um his mother 
are are are, are you know sisters, I think. And mm. it, it make a difference. I, I'm like, Auntie, I gotta get him before you get me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did you and did they you both went to the game? Okay. Did you Especially, give him a hug before the game? Did you hug him? Did you dap him up before the game? I dapped him up before the game. And did but you dap him up again after the, the game? After the game, I did. But in between yeah. the game, I cut him about three times, went for his legs. I mean, you I tried, had to. You tried to damage your cousin. You had to get him. Then we ended up playing together in Green Bay together. No uh, kidding. Yeah, we ended up playing in Green Bay together. And we wow. were cool. You know, we cool. He knew it. He tried to get a sack, man. I didn't think he, no, uh, he played defensive end. We played against each wow. other. I'm not having it, bro. I'm not having it. You know what I'm saying? We battled the entire game. And, and of course, we won. And I kicked his ass. And my grandmother, best believe, was was rubbing it in to her sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Rubbing it in, bro. Rubbing it in. You wow. Know? I love it, man. Well, we had a lot of craziness last night, which we knew. It's always a circus, right? There's always a lot of right, like, right. like brilliant questions like this. I'll give you two examples, guys. Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts both asked if it was a must-win game when you're playing in the Super Bowl. Like, okay, this is the kind of highbrow stuff you're getting. Then, as if that wasn't bad enough, somebody asked, "What? Yeah, was it a must-win in the Super Bowl?" Right. So that and these guys got to sit there and be patient, and they they handled it well, and I give them credit. Then the other guy asked Sirianni, uh, "Which of your players would you most, uh, you know, be happiest if your daughter dated?" And Sirianni says, "Well, my daughter's five, so I'm not really uh, up for her dating any of them." <laughs> You know, like, what are we doing, man? I, I, I get it. You're trying to be cute. And, and some people don't think Nick Sirianni might have adult. Do- I don't know what they think. But my God, man, like, this is the stuff that goes on. Oh, this is, I'm, I'm sitting there going, and, and what's your point? Because I've heard this too many times, Rob. I, I've yeah. seen it first. Who's asked, a number of people asked a question like last night. How important is it to win the Super Bowl? What? Right. What? Right. You spent all that money to go to Phoenix, Arizona. And the only question you got in was worth that trip to say how important is it to win the Super Bowl? Right, crazy man. Hey, mom. What's going and then you on? and Hi, then you saw the you saw the clip where uh, some woman asked uh, Jason Kelsey had on the the Mexican the hat, and he said yeah. Viva, "Viva la Mexico." Yeah, I guarantee you, Mexico will get so much play out of that. It was it was worth for them to go there for that. They'll get so much play out of that one line from Jason Kelsey: "Viva yeah. la Mexico." You know, and I and I will tell you, I watched a lot of it last night, and I and I enjoyed a lot of it. Like, um, they did a really nice job. They used like all of the networks people combined. Like our our, our buddy Sal Palantonio, uh, was on a essentially on the stage with Mahomes, Hertz, Chris Jones, and Brandon Graham. It was kind of cool to see all those guys kind of sitting there together, and you know, a couple questions fired back and forth. It was it was very fast. It was like pop 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 out. I thought I like that. Uh, Michael Irvin talked to Mahomes and Jalen Hurts about, you know, the the significance of two African-American quarterbacks. I thought Jalen handled himself great, uh, you know, in answering those questions. That was really cool. You know, they Jay Glazer was was doing his thing. I think he had Andy and uh, – God, I'm trying to remember who else was with Andy. Anyway, but I, I thought it was really cool the way that they did it. They incorporated everybody, and they got some of the big names up there. That stuff was cool. I Like, I, I liked it. So I'm not, I'm not ripping – what it was last night. I like to see these guys in sort of a different light and whatnot. So I thought generally it was pretty cool. All, all, all things told it was, it was yeah, but then entertaining. You saw, once, again, once again, you saw, you know, big red and you saw, you know, they got, you know, some of the old players. He, uh, he coached, you know, like Fletch and BG and all those guys, you know, he gave them guys hugs and, you know, showed a mutual respect and I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I showed some mutual respect 
But before the game, you know what I'm saying, they might say, hey, what's up? But during that game, I'm, I'm firing on them. I'm firing on them. You know, the, the, the festivities, <clears throat> and here's, here's another great marketing ploy by the league office. I remember when I covered my first Super Bowl, it was just you go to media events, people were there, you ask questions. It has become such a spectacle now. They sell Look, tickets. They sell yeah. tickets for this now. You, the do. stands are full. They have it yeah. indoor. It is full. I mean, packed like you watching a game. Okay, look at what they've done to the draft. They move it around to city to city now. Look how much money's generated on the draft party, three day draft party now. Mm-hmm. You know they, they're they're so good at marketing this stuff, man. They yeah. just keep making money hands over fist for the city that is hosted in and for the league office. Yep, it's it's unbelievable now. All right, guys, we have our first guest uh, joining us right now from NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's got some great stuff today, man. Go to NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com and, and check out all the stuff, all the work that Dave and uh, his colleague Ruben Frank uh, are doing there at, at the Super Bowl. Dave, first off, good to see you, my man. I appreciate you hopping on. I really liked you and uh, your, your guy, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, <laughs> You got the tables turned on you a little bit. You you were getting interviewed uh, there, Dave. I thought that was pretty neat, man. Yeah, it was fun. He's a, he's an interesting guy, and uh, I've gotten to know him fairly well throughout the year. And I think, like, I was just telling someone, like, that's the benefit of being around the team for, you know, every day. It's <sighs> like you get to know these guys. And then when you get to the Super Bowl where they're, it's kind of crazy and there's media members from everywhere, it's like, you know, it's some of the guys that – tried to avoid you all year, didn't want to talk to you, are now like, oh, at least I know him. Like, I want to go and, and talk to him. He's been with us all season. So that was fun. Uh, the cool. whole the whole event last night, it's crazy, but it's uh, it's always cool. Because, honestly, it's, it's still good for reporters because, like, the craziness happens, but that means that there are other guys people aren't talking to. So I kind of sneak away and um, got some good stuff last night. It was fun. What was the weirdest? They, I'm they, so glad. What was the weirdest thing you saw last night? Give me the weirdest. Uh, there was one guy dressed in a barrel. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Um, there was another guy dressed as a like a giant stick of Old Spice. Mm. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, just just wacky stuff, you know. Okay. Um, I, there were some celebrities there apparently, but this is how I know I'm getting older. I, I didn't know who any of them were. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grammys the other night, you don't know who anybody is. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, they had. Um, I remember in, in 17, JB Smooth was there. Nice. I was like, at least I know who that is. Uh, last night, yeah, I could tell they were like they were someone important because people were paying bunch of attention but i had i had no idea gotcha. hey, hey david never ceases to amaze me when you when you go to events like that now for super bowls all the shameless promotions that go on you have some entities some websites that i have a kid go up and ask a mic because you know a player's not going to say no to a kid you have some of the women who are dressed like they should be basically borderline and playboy playmate you know stuff like that that that'll get questions answered because players are not going to turn them away and you know you get you get the people that bum rush the stage. You're trying to ask legitimate questions, and you know certain like GoDaddy and stuff like this. Can you do a 10 second promo for us? And players are like, huh? Now some of them will do it, but you think about the volume of money people will play, organizations will play will pay, hotel airfare costs just for a 10 second answer. If they get what they want, that makes the entire trip worth it. Not inside journalism. Not one-on-one interviews, just to get somebody that's that's well known for this game to get you to do a free promo for them. 
Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, it's fun, though, kind of. Like, it, it's fun to see the circus. And it, it kind of dies down a little bit after media night. Like, media night is – that's just what it is. Once they, you know, once they get to the team hotel where, where all the interviews will be the next few days, it's a little more, like, football-based and yeah. it gets back to normal. Yeah. It's just – you get one night of a circus. And the NFL can – only NFL can get away with putting it in prime time getting fans to pay to sit and watch interviews happen on a big screen. And like, uh, yeah, people are cheering and it's, it's just funny to me. I, and I get it. It's like, if you're in town, you might as well go, but it's funny to me. Like a dad's telling his son, come on, son, let's go watch Patrick Mahomes get interviewed. <laughs> you know, it's just a weird thing, but right. Uh, the NFL can do it. And it's, it's just a monster of a league right now. So, uh, they push it as far as they can push it, and this is the result. But it's fun. Like uh, I, I think you just, you know, there was a moment last night where I'm just like, I, I get a little claustrophobic, and you just there's just this crowd of people, and I'm like, I got to get out of here for a second. Just I got to breathe, and then I'll come <laughs> back in. But you know what you're signing up for, right? Right. Well, let me ask you this, Dave. Uh, Two part question: Who was the best interviewee that you had yesterday? And then also, who was the best interviewee? for the entire season who would you say is your guy your mark um well last night i tried to talk to some coaches uh because the coaches were available um so i i, I talked to aaron moorhead for a while about Wide the receiver dynamic, coach. yeah the receivers coach about the dynamic between Devonte smith and aj brown for a story i'm, I'm writing for uh, tomorrow morning uh just it, good insight and it's a moment where you know a lot of the position coaches aren't being bothered. You know, they're kind of sitting off in the corner while all the players are, are kind of living it up. So you have a good opportunity. I, I spoke to Aaron for about 10 minutes yesterday about that dynamic. So um, that was, I think, the, the coolest thing. I also spoke to um, Roy Ispin, the assistant offensive line coach, about Jeff Stoutland. I mean, he played for Stout in the late 80s at Southern Connecticut. Uh, they've coached together now in Philly for a while. Southern so, Connecticut, that's where Chip went? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, it's like a little pipeline. Uh, but, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, th- that stuff was valuable. But as far as, like, players throughout the season, uh, Slay's always fun. Uh, he, he He's just – he's – you ever, like, listen to a podcast at 1.5 speed? That's Slay all the time. <laughs> he's, just, he's just always going. He, he's a blast. Obviously, BG's always fun. Um, it, it's a good locker room. It is. Uh, and it, it was a good year to be back in the locker room. Um, I think for reporters like that, the, the time away during COVID kind of made us appreciate the, the relationship building aspect of the job and like getting to know the players a little bit and even like not interviews, but like, you know, getting to shoot the breeze a little bit with guys and, and you get to know them. And that, that all pays off when you're at the Super Bowl now. It's like yeah. you, you've spent time talking to these guys all year and now they have time for you on the biggest stage. Um, and that's, that's, that's a cool aspect of the job that I didn't realize until I covered the Super Bowl in 17 is like um, that you, you, they kind of feel like you've been in it with them all year. Dave, let me ask you this about Hertz. And, and look, it's going to sound like a weird question because he's been on the national stage a ton, Alabama, Oklahoma. It's not like he was at, you know, some community college, nobody ever heard of. Right. And then he, you know, has been the Eagles starting quarterback now for a couple of years and had a great year. But do you think this is an opportunity for people to really get a feel of what this guy's all about now on the grandest of stage 
from a nationals, all the stuff that we already know, I guess, you know, from covering, we know, et cetera. Is this that opportunity where people are going to be like, damn, this dude's impressive. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think it'll be off the field and on the field. Um, it's funny because he's 24 years old and it, it struck me last week that here's this 24 year old kid about to play in the Super Bowl. And I realized like that should be a bigger storyline that he's so young in this mm-hmm. game. And it isn't because of what we know about him and what we've seen from him in the last three years that he's just, he's so mature and, and wise beyond his years that I'm not really worried about the stage getting to him or, or the pressure or the hoopla. Like he played it up a tiny, tiny little bit last night. Cause he knew that's what was required of him and he had some fun, but, uh, I, I think he's going to be all business from here on out. And he kind of sets that tone for the rest of the team uh, to be a leader at 24. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be the leader if you're the quarterback is just kind of a prerequisite, but mm-hmm. it's so natural for him. And the guys look at him uh, and he, I think he has more, more of a calming influence than the head coach who kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve a little bit. That, that makes for an interesting dynamic because Jalen is, I mean, I, I always go back to that uh, Doug Peterson mic'd up moment from 2020 where he, he's talking on the field pregame and he goes, sometimes you got to check this guy as a pulse. <laughs> uh, and that's just him all the time. And I think it, when you get to these big moments, that really matters. You know, it's like uh, it's easy to get overwhelmed by by mm-hmm. all of this because it is different. And NFL players are creatures of habit, right? It's like you have your routine and you go through it every day. And you try to replicate it when you're at a Super Bowl, but you just can't. Like, it's just different. You're in you're in a hotel, and the, the timing is different. We're in mountain time out here, so everything just changes a little bit. So if you have that steadiness to you, kind of naturally, it allows you to get past all that stuff. And uh, I have no doubts that that Jalen will rise to this level because he's not thinking about it like that. Hey, hey, Dave, Jeff, Jeff Lurie is usually so close to the vest. He doesn't like to give a lot of stuff away. But were you surprised he came out and basically said, we we understand that Jalen is a franchise quarterback now and he's going to get paid at this stage? Yeah, I mean, it's it, I get why he wouldn't say it, but right. it, there's, there's no reason not to say it. We all yeah. know the situation. There's not going to be any discount for Jalen Hurts. I get a lot of questions like, will he take some hometown discount to really Heck help no. the team? I mean – possibly like a very, very, very minor one, but this dude's about to get paid. And yep. it, you look at the contracts around the league, I think there's a little pressure to try to get it done before some of the other new quarterback contracts come in. That's the only way you get a discount is if you set the bar and you don't let someone else set the bar that then you have to clear. That's just yep. the way contracts work. You know, one player gets paid and then that becomes the starting point for that next contract at that position. So uh, if they can kind of sneak in there get it done, set the bar, and then other people, yeah, you guys climb the, the ladder a little bit. I think that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, we're, you look at the contracts in the NFL, quarterbacks aren't getting paid 20 mil. They're not getting paid 30 mil. You're starting off in the 40s, and that's just what it is right now for an elite quarterback, and it, it changes the roster composition because now you have to allocate it, but they'll backload it uh, with the thought that eventually the cap will keep rising, which – in the NFL, they're printing money. It's going to keep doing that. So you can structure it in a way where it doesn't kill you immediately. It keeps the window open while he's still young and at an MVP level. And it, it hopefully helps them fill out other spots on the roster. You know, it's, it's interesting. We haven't seen 
any in-season extensions this year, right? Think about last year. They extended the entire 2018 class minus Matt Pryor, who was gone. So you had extensions for Mylotta, Sweat, Goddard, and Avante Maddox. We have not Mm. seen – and even like a a minor one for TJ Edwards. Like they were making moves to extend guys. We haven't seen that this year. And I think the reason, or at least one of the reasons, is probably because they have to figure out Jalen Hurts first. And then once the, the big fish is in the boat, then you can figure out the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, considering the fact you only have four starters that are under contract next year. I mean, just four, you know. So that's what we tell for Howie, man. But looking forward, you know, looking at Jalen Hurts and how this team respects him. And him, when he first stepped in the locker room, you know, Fletcher Cox said, I mean, this guy commanded respect from the time he walked in the locker room. And that's a defensive guy saying this. What are the subtle, you know, uh, mannerisms or, or, or sayings that he said up on the podium that, you know, that, that are, you know, kind of Jalen Hurst-esque? Yeah, he, he does a lot of that. These are like aphorisms. He just speaks in them all the time, whether it's rat poison, <laughs> whether, you know, job's not done. Yeah. Um, money left on the table. Yeah, once you take a deuce, you don't rinse do. You rinse do every day. He, he, it's a lot of that. Sometimes he says them, they sound good. You go, like, I don't know what that means exactly. But, uh, yeah, he it, it's the way he, he operates, and it's 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 cool. Like, he's a cool guy, right? Like, he uh, he, he he talked last week about his idol being Michael Jordan, and he's like kind of young to be a Jordan yeah. guy. Like, most guys his age were, were Kobe guys, if you're yeah. an NBA fan, but he he kind of has the the cool MJ feel to him it's like everything is suave everything is uh very thoughtful but um he he's uh, he's interesting on the podium he doesn't give out a lot it's uh but he, he has those sayings and uh the players respond to it you know it, it's you know so much got made about carson not eh, sorry to bring up carson once but like him How not dare you. with everyone in the locker room and it's not even like a knock on Carson. It's just some guys have that special something that allows them to connect with everyone. And unfortunately for Carson, like his two backups have had it. You know, Nick Foles had that ability and Jalen has it too. And it's just like a natural mm-hmm. thing that like, sure, they work on it, but um, their starting point is just really high. It's a really high level. Uh, and he's he's good at that. And he, he makes everyone – uh, feel like they have a connection to him, and it's kind of like Nick Sirianni, honestly. Like those guys have that ability to to make everyone feel special, and that matters when it comes from a, a leadership perspective. Mm. I'm Dave, so what's the what's the schedule here? I got to write a prediction for you this year. What was that? I say I'm, I'm so glad this is the last time I have to write a prediction for you this year. I'm, I'm glad, always, man. I'm gonna have to find <laughs> you. I I can find you out here. Could you could you write your prediction? I mean, where's your prediction? She's texting me all the time. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to. No. <laughs> I'm going to be busting down your door at the hotel for a <laughs> what's the uh, What's the schedule today, Dave? Like, what what, what is – do they get back to normalcy here? How does this work for the next couple a of days? A little bit. Um, uh, so today everything's a little earlier. So in a few minutes here we'll be heading over to uh, the Eagles team hotel, which is where all the, the media is. The, so today was the one day – you had to pick Chiefs or Eagles because they're at their own team hotels and they're like 45 minutes drive apart. And today they're kind of back to back, whereas Wednesday and Thursday, the Chiefs are in the morning. There's a, a good window in between and then the Eagles are later in the afternoon. So uh, today they start 
uh, I think at like 1230 Mountain Time. Mm. Um, so it's a little earlier. The, the next few days after this, they get done pretty late. I, I think they finish at 515 wow. Mountain, which is 715 Eastern, which, you know, and we're coming back, we're doing podcasts, and it's like all of a sudden it's, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. <laughs> it, it goes pretty Jeez. quick. Yeah. Hey, Dave, uh, I've told you this before. One of the things I love about you beyond your writing expertise is you're a world-class traveler. You know, this dude has traveled Amazon by himself. I mean, just just crazy places. And so we were texting back and forth this morning and I said, OK, where are you going to go this time in Arizona? I said, you're going to head to Sedona Mountains. We've both been there. One of the most fabulous places to just explore breathtaking. And so where, where, where have you gone so far? and Where do you, you plan on going while you're out there? Yeah, it's tough. This week is so busy. Um, yesterday, I just went to the closest little park um, to downtown Phoenix. It's okay. called uh, Papago Park. And it's yeah. kind of an urban park, but yep. uh, some good, good rock formations out there. So did like a little three-mile hike. Um, maybe Friday or Saturday, if yeah. I have some downtime, I'll try to get to another little park. It's just tough. I mean, Super yep. Bowl week is yeah, you grind. Uh, it's, it's a monster. There's There's not much free time. I hear you. I hear you. Dave, keep up the good work, man. You can follow him on Twitter at DZingaro, NBCS, and of course, NBC Sports, Philadelphia.com. All, all kinds of great tidbits. And you have the Eagle Eye podcast with Rube. I think you guys have Peter King. Is that the uh, latest? You're yeah, doing? we recorded with Peter this morning. So that'll be out later today. Awesome. All man. right, Dave. Dave um, I, I got you for lunch, bro. White Castle as it is, bro. Just let don't, me know. Don't do it, Dave. Don't Dave, do it's it. on tape. It's on tape, man. Don't do it, Dave. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hold you to that. Okay, right. I can right. take you to a real nice place. Not that's not right. Steakhouse Forty Four. Don't let them get you into White Castle, man. Get some good barbecue, man. With Dave, it's we, company we, money, man. Yeah, we appreciate it, Dave. All right, fellas, take care. Take Thanks, care, brother. That is Dave Zingaro from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Good dude, Dave. Excellent, excellent writer. There is a lot of good insights there from him. Um, all right, when we come back here, guys, um, we are going to do a little little fun exercise here. Better team, this present day Eagles team. 2017 we'll do some compare and some contrast coming up at one we'll dig into the chiefs weapons now there's a guy i don't think is being talked about nearly enough who who is going to deserve some attention here we'll get into that as well we got super bowl props for you guys these are real ones not the ones that i usually make up we'll look at the eagles free agents dave made reference to it a little bit earlier we got a lot to do a lot of eagles in store for you over the course of the next uh two and a half hours don't go anywhere he's the gun He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk right now about the man himself, Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. All right. Finding the right person to invest. You work too hard not to have the right person, not to let your money work for you. I found the right person, and it's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Look, I've, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim. I couldn't be any happier for you. It could be retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to get those employee benefits off the ground. It's another resource that Jim can help you with. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. That's how you reach him. You can also email Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Neilbronner, managing partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! We just finished up with Dave Zingaro. If you miss any of our interviews, we had Jimmy Kemsky yesterday. You just go to jacobsports.com. You can check out uh, Gun on One there. Gunner, this, who was your guest this uh, this past week? Yeah, Sal Palantonio, man. You know Sal. Sal tells it like it is, gives you insight that you you, you sit there, you go, hmm, hmm, I didn't realize this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the numbers are doing great. Almost 9,000 already have uh, reviewed it. If you haven't had a chance to talk to Sal or listen to me and Sal chop it up about football, Eagles, Man, it's great, great conversation. So thank you for, for giving me that, that that little prop there, Rob. That's why Appreciate I'm here. That's why I'm here, man. Um, so interestingly enough, speaking of Sal, uh, he caught up with uh, Jeffrey Lurie, as did uh, Tim McManus from ESPN.com. And one of the things that Jeffrey Lurie had to say, which I thought was really interesting, was, you know, essentially Jalen Hurts has nothing left to prove. Not that we didn't know that already, that there wasn't going to be, you know, extension talks in the works um, this offseason for sure, guys. But, you know, they're making no bones about it. You know, they, they, and Jeffrey Lurie realizes that Howie has echoed those same sentiments. Like, basically, yep, you know, he's going to get his. Here's what's interesting. So, in, in 2023, this would end up being, what, the he's in his third year? Yeah, this would be the last year of his deal, okay, that the second-round deal. Jalen Hurts would make $4.2 million in 2023. The average salary of Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, 
Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, that crew, the the guys who are making the the upper echelon money, is forty five million. Yep. So you're you're you know you're talking about roughly about a forty plus million dollar bump for for Jalen Hurts uh, with that extension. So it's going to be done. I believe uh, I don't think they're going to let this become a Lamar Jackson situation. And I don't think there's any kind of hostility there. Let me be really clear. Uh, I think they'll get it done, but there are going to be ramifications. They are, there are going to be guys that are, that are going to have to walk in it. And look how he's brilliant. I said yesterday, I think he will surprise us with the amount of people he's able to bring back and what he's able to do, but you're going to pay the price for this one. And, and this is why we always get back to this talking point, man, win it this year. Cause nothing's guaranteed as young as Jalen is. I well, think he said it, you know, he said earlier on today that um, when you look at how the teams are constructed, you know, you saw Russell Wilson never won after it, um, he got paid. You know, you look at, you know, a lot of teams like that. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast and you just got to have somebody that's in place that can, you know, bring guys in under cap friendly deals and, and how he's done that. It's not the same thing as what they did and, and, um, in 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 LA with the Rams, they sold their soul. Now they're reaping the uh, the repercussions of them doing that mm-hmm. by having all those huge contracts and bringing in older players and guys not performing um, that are got that have gotten paid. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're right, Barrett. I, he rarely does anything contractually that just destroys you or hamstrings you. Uh, you know the way that maybe some other. GMs. I mean, they were even able to wiggle out of Carson Wentz. I, you know, I, and I know they paid a price that first year, you know, with dead cat money and all that, but they got value in return and unloaded him. So, you know, whatever this looks like, I, I know when the numbers come out after they get it done, we're all going to say, oh my God, he's making what? But I'm sure there's like escape clauses and, you know, like ways for the Eagles not to be buried if things go sideways, which I don't anticipate, but you never know. I think this has to be a very strategic move because of how they had themselves handcuffed temporarily with Carson, but this is a completely different beast. I think when they made this move to draft Jalen, they knew at that point in time that Carson was not what they were looking for. And it wasn't, and that wasn't at a point when he was on a downslide of his career. Yeah. You know, that, that was at a point where maybe they identified something in his makeup, his demeanor, his inability to connect with guys in the locker room. Hey, this is not going to benefit us for the long time. You, you know? think that's why they drafted him in the second round? I think that's – Wow. Well, think, think about it. Think about it, Barrett. They had just given Carson that big money. And then right, the next year right. they go out and draft with the second round another quarterback? When you well, already they, have your franchise quarterback in the fold? Did they absolutely have to – did they absolutely have to pay Carson during that time? That's no. what I want to know. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. Pay him. No. Okay. But, you know, they did it like a year before his rookie deal was up. Yeah, they like to get ahead of it. Yeah. So they stayed ahead of the curve. But then you Which actually was good money, considering the fact that Carson, you know, he got way less than market value. But but then all of a sudden, a year later, you go out and get another quarterback at number two? And people Mm. are like, wait a minute. You had a a lot more needs, and there were a lot of good players on the board. And you backed it. Now, we're thinking at the time, you drafted a player who's not getting off the bench for a few years, at the very least. Because you just paid this dude all this money. Then all of a sudden, stuff starts trickling out about Carson, the non-football player, and how almost got into a, a fisticuff with a player in the locker room. And, and then it comes out, changing plays, going against the grain, so on and so forth. So the Eagles obviously had to see something 
in his demeanor and his makeup, they caught uh, they caught on to early on and knew they were going to be handcuffed, but were willing to take that risk. I mean, you think, but you don't you don't get rid of your franchise quarterback right in the midst of his hefty contract unless there's a storyline behind the curtains that we're not privy to. Right. But stuff starts trickling out. Okay. So you made that transition, and lo and behold, Jalen turns out to be ten times better than what you thought in a an accelerated rate. Okay, so they look like geniuses because of how it tra- it is transpired. Mm-hmm. But that's still think about who does that, Barry? Who does that? You give one quarterback huge money, and the next year you take a second round pick and bring in his backup. Not a, not a wide receiver, not an edge rusher, not an offensive line. We know this team loves to stack itself with trench warfare, first and foremost. They didn't go that route. Second round pick is still a prime pick in the NFL. They well, get a guy. We remember we, when he, when they drafted him. We we talked about that. In fact, when they drafted me and you were on the show, and I looked over yeah. at you, you looked at me like, "What? what exactly? What, what are you doing here?" <laughs> right. I mean, you, you look at a team like Green mm. Bay. They're notorious for doing this. Yeah. They draft Aaron Rodgers. He sits on the bench for three years. They draft Jordan Love. He sits on the bench for four years. You like those are first round picks they waste. Yeah. This team just gave dude a mega contract. Which was a was still a friendly contract, but they knew they were going to take a major hit, which was like what thirty six million to hit they they end up taking. Yep. And you got a dude, young dude who's sitting here who bounced around from Alabama to Oklahoma, and you identify him, and nobody had him projected as a second round pick. First of all, let's start there. Nobody right. had him at the yeah, very they, early. They overdrafted in a lot yes. of people's minds. Yeah. Matter of fact, they said at the very earliest he would go as in the third round. He had all these deficiencies. He wasn't ready for the pro game. Needed all this and. All. And you took him in the second round. Well, I, I think two. I think there was two things, Derek. I think one, they were. It, it was clear with the injury history with Wentz that you know you had to have insurance, like a really good insurance policy, not just some guy you you plug in. So I think that played into it. And I also think you're right. Like they look, they know. They knew some of the whispers. They knew some of the issues. They knew people had beefs with this guy, and he was he, he was someone who who wasn't. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this who didn't connect with everybody in the locker room. There nope. was a certain faction of people that he connected with. And it's not a white-black thing. It was, it, no. it was you know, I mean, Jordan Matthews. Personality was thing. It was a personality thing. And I don't think he connected uh, with the team entirety, entirely. And when you're a quarterback, that's bad. It's of any position, that's the worst one to be that way. And I, I think it was two things. I think, one, they were worried about him being hurt all the time. And they knew in the back of their mind, this dude, this dude could you know go off the rails here. We can't have it. So, so kudos to the organization for identifying that long before we saw it. While we're still sitting here with our mouths open about the move they made, and of course we're writing about it, we're talking about it on various platforms about what are the Eagles doing. Here's another Howie move that's going to blow up in his face. What are you thinking? Kudos to them for staying the course and letting it play itself out. And sure enough, Carson turned out to be exactly what they foresaw him to be. Someone that players would not follow or jump off a cliff with. Those who went against the grain, he divided the locker room to a certain degree. Okay. Because, you know, they talked about how he had his little clique of players and everybody else was on the outside looking in. That's not what a leader does. A leader embraces everybody. Whether you agree with them or not, a leader embraces anybody. And we already know the quarterback is the one position in one position in football where you have to have that consummate leader where everybody will go through fire, earthquake, storms, Mm -hmm. floods, monsoons 
come hella high water to follow. Carson Wentz was not that guy, but we couldn't see that. It was way too early for us to see that, but they identified that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so kudos yeah. to them for doing it. Absolutely. Um, I had heard rumblings about it. I remember me and um, me and Derek was just sitting down talking about it in the in the you know in the office, and they man, guess what I heard? And so guess what I heard? We go bounce stories off back and forth, and you know as time went on, those stories you know started showing up and you know and 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 people writing stories about it. I'm like, whoa, you know, and this is really damning to a million dollar, hundred million dollar quarterback, and you know I just didn't quite understand why they would pay him and they knew this was, you know, who he was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what was that cause? I mean, did they think that he was going to change or they could change him? I, I think some of it's denial, Barrett. I think some yeah. of it is just sort of like ignoring the problem and hoping it goes away because maybe he's uber talented, you know? And then when the injury started happening and, you know, everything changed, you know, everything started to change with this guy and he couldn't get away with some of the stuff and everything starts to snowball and it just became a mess. You know, I will never forget when Joe Santa Laquito wrote that story about Carson, about all the backdoor stuff, about him almost getting into a fisticuffs with Darren Sproles and yep. all this stuff. And people lambasted this dude up and down the walkway. He got killed. Death threats. He had death threats. Okay. I, death threats over a story. Derek, I talked to him that day and he was, you know, he was upset, right? Shut, and, and, yeah. You know, look, and, and Joe's been doing this a long time, and he knows, you know, he, he I give him props. He he will he keeps it real, you know, with what he writes. He's not pandering to anybody. But he said, he, you know, this is nuts. Like I'm all I'm doing is reporting what I'm being told by people in that locker room. Okay. People and, didn't know. Yeah. See, and people went nuts and took it way too far with him. And he was really it was wrong, man. It really was wrong. He took a bold step of faith and put something out there for the public that I had known about, but I wasn't going to be the first one to break that story. Okay. Yep. And I, told him, <laughs> I said, Joe, I said, Joe, stick to your gun. If you're going to put that story out and it, you know, you, Joe tell you himself, we should get him on the show. Joe will tell you himself. He texted me, D gun. What do you think? I said, dude, stick to your guns. I said, you're going to take a heat for this. Stick to your gun. Yep. And sure enough, people, man, dude, people went after this dude, like a dog going after raw meat. Mm-hmm. And they do the fact that people actually had death threats, and I want to know how many of those people actually had had the had the had the the, the, the gumption to actually go back when it all unraveled and yeah. say, "Hey, man, I apologize for what I said." To you. I guarantee you, none of them. Well, I I can tell you something like that. I was uh, I w- I was doing WIP that day. I was doing afternoons, and uh, I had him on. We, we after we had a conversation right. in the morning, and I said, "Look, I'm br- I'm putting you on, man. I'm going to let you give your side of this thing." And I got your back. I don't care what you know what they're saying, what everybody's saying. Tell me what you just just report what you're hearing. And he did. And you know, and, and I and the you know the callers were going crazy on him and, and you know and crushing him and all that. But look, what he wrote stood the test of time, and he was the first one to be yep. willing to step out on that ledge, man, yep. and and it, and it paid dividends. Now, take it to polar opposite. That's what's so gr- one of the things that's so great about Jalen Hurts, not only with the way he plays. Mm-hmm. There, not only is there none of that drama, this guy leads. And the yeah. older guys want to be led by him. Older players who've been around forever want to lead. They quote this guy. He's got something different. There, that's a, that's a that's a trait that you you need to have at that position. That's why they're paid forty five million a year. And, yeah, and Jalen has that in in, in in abundance. Believe me. When you're 24 years old and you can command the respect of your older peers who have who have earned their red badges of courage. 
who have sacrificed their bodies and they're looking at this kid and he always a side eye. You know how it is. You're an older player. You this kid, this kid's gonna lead us, but you lead by example. You don't yeah. lead by by your mouth. You lead by example first and foremost. And then once you've shown that you can handle that pressure, then all of a sudden you can start asserting yourself verbally. And that's exactly what this kid did. He knew what to say, when to say it, what not to say, when not to say it. He let his actions speak louder than words. Were there some rough patches last year in 21? Absolutely. But they saw the bigger picture. His demeanor never changed. He gravitated towards everybody in the locker room. And I guarantee you, players started calling around and talking, hey, man, tell me about this Jalen Hurts dude. What should I know? Hey, man, this dude's legit. Let me tell you something. What you get in the locker room, what you get in practice, he's the same dude. He's never going to be bigger than the moment. He's never going to put himself before the team. And as you've seen, the way he talks to the media, the way he presents himself, that's exactly who he is. It's never about me. It's about we. Mm-hmm. You know, and in that, and once he starts, especially this year, veteran players, I follow that dude into war anywhere, anytime, man. That's what a leader does. There's not many 24-year-olds that, that have that kind of trait. And I, I don't care if it's the Trevor Lawrence's. I don't care who it is. You know, when you're 23, 24, they always tell you, you got to pay your dues first. And they go through the highs and the lows and they take their lumps and and players listen to them because you have to in the huddle to get your play and your assignment. Mm -hmm. But in terms of just basically saying, I put this dude on my shoulder, it doesn't happen, man. You got to pay some dues first, but not with Mm Jalen. He earned that right almost immediately when he stepped in that huddle. Yeah, he did. He did. He showed everybody, man. He showed everybody. And and that's what makes Jalen a leader on that team. You don't – let me also say this. Just because a quarterback comes in doesn't necessarily mean that you respect him or you like him. They respect him and like him. They they love that guy. I played with quarterbacks that people didn't like them. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want to be around them. And they wouldn't follow them. Even though they were the quarterback of the team, they would tolerate them. You know, I've been around those type of situations where you didn't have a, you know, uh, you know, I'll follow you and I'll, I'll, I'll get in the foxhole with you and we can find our way out. I played on teams that didn't have that relationship with the quarterback. So, you know, just to, you know, just to put things in perspective, sure. just because you're the leader on that team doesn't mean you lead and people will follow you. Sometimes just your title alone of being the starting quarterback, they'll tolerate you. But they generally love this kid. They want to fight for this kid. They'll do anything. And that's defensive guys also. That's coaches. That's everybody in the organization. They will go out there and fight a brick wall over Jalen Hurts. And like I said, I've had quarterbacks that, man, they wouldn't they wouldn't go, you know, wouldn't go two feet for you. I mean, they, he'd be on fire. They wouldn't piss on him. You know what I'm saying? I've been around quarterbacks like that. I've been around players like that, man. So it's, it's, you know, it's a rare trait to be and have that much command of a locker room, especially this early. Yeah. I I, I think, and you know, the other thing is like, we always say, well, his dad was a coach. He played at Alabama. He played at Oklahoma. Yeah. And that's all true. He was a true freshman starter at Alabama and that, that helped mold him. But let's give him some credit too. And I mean, I know how I was at 24, how immature I was. And granted, I wasn't like, I didn't have the responsibilities. I wasn't, you know, in charge of running a football team like he is. So maybe that changes things a little bit. But this guy is way beyond his years. Yeah, he deserves sure. credit for that himself, as opposed to everybody else around him. So, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It is, and it's so so different from the last guy. It's just so different in that locker room. And they, all the guys who have been there through both, know it. 
They really do. They know the difference, you know, with these two guys. All right. Speaking of that, guys, I wanted to hit you with this. So I know ultimately the answer is unless they win it, they can't be in the same conversation. But let, let's go under the assumption that, that this team wins against the Chiefs on Sunday. Better team, the 17 team that won it against the Patriots or this team for you guys. Now, they played one less game in 17, so they were 16 and three. This team would be 17 and three had they have if they win. So there's a little bit of advantage there for, for this team. But that team overcame a lot more injuries to get to where they beat they are. They beat the GOAT coach and the GOAT quarterback. This team will beat a Hall of Famer in Andy Reid and a Hall of Famer likely in Mahomes. In your estimation, greater team, 17, 22. I would, I would venture to say that I think this team is better constructed than that team in 2017. Okay, the depth that they had is right up in line with, with the depth they had in 2017. I mean, they had Hicks go out. Um, they had so many guys go out. They had JP go out, Sproles go out, Carson go out, and they had backups that came in and played just as well as the starters did, or they played well enough that they could win games with them. I still think that this team, the way it's constructed this year, is still more talented, even with the backups. You know, they could come in and play, um, you know, just as well as anybody else. Um, I think Big V was a better backup court, a backup uh, tackle than we have right now. You know, I don't, I don't think that Jack Driscoll could hold Big V. You know, he, he's yep. not as good as Big V, but I, I, I truly believe he's, you know, the offensive line is better than a just a tad bit better than the line they had in 2017, simply because all the starters are there. They didn't have all the starters in 2017 because they had uh, Big V playing there. They also had a, a backup in um, what was his name? Oh my goodness, Wisniewski. Wisniewski, yeah, they had Wisniewski starting. So I didn't think that he was. Brooksy, I mean that right side with Brooks, Brooks and yeah. Lane was a monster right side, but the left side was it was kind of lacking because you had Wisniewski and and Big V there, but you still had Kelsey there. So I'll say the the <clears> edge <throat> goes to this year. This year's offensive line, quarterback position. I still think Jalen is better than Foles, even though Foles won it all because he had his last two games were the greatest games probably ever played by. A Philadelphia Eagles quarterback and most clutch, yeah, yes, you know. So those two games, you know, the Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game was the best games I've ever seen played by an Eagles quarterback. But then you look at the the previous two or three games, he didn't play well at all. You know what I'm saying? So I think that you know Jalen has the better, uh, he's the better quarterback. Running back position, I, I think it's a wash. Receiver position is no question better receivers um, with with the Eagles this year than it was in 2017. I'll take those guys over anything. Tight end position, hmm. See, that's that's tough because I'd have to go with 2017 because you had Ertz and Selleck. Yeah, Ertz Selleck, and then you had uh Philly the Philly. Oh, Trey Burton who threw a touchdown. Yeah, so I'd have to go with those guys as being the better tight end position. He had better players at tight end position. Uh. Defensively, defensive line, this defensive line this year is the, the best defensive line I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, linebackers, that might be a wash. Cornerbacks has to go with 2023. These guys here, 
And then the safety position, you got to go with 2017. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, so all in all, which which team would you take? All that said, I would take this year's team. Yeah, I would okay. take this year's team. Gunner, you too. I'm, I'm glad Barrett went first. It gave me a little bit longer time to think about this. This team, the way it was constructed, the depth, the versatility is expected to do great things because of the numbers it piled up. This team, I think, would beat the 17 team if they went head to head. Yep. Yeah. But I would say 17 was the greatest story because of the perseverance and the obstacles they had to overcome. Nobody gave them a chance. Nobody. That's when they rallied around that underdog mentality. They don't like us. We don't care mentality. Right. And if we're sitting here being honest, we didn't think they would get to the Super Bowl. We didn't think they had a chance. And you know what? To beat the evil empire in a Super Bowl matchup, considering the history that New England had piled up during that time of getting the Super Bowls and, and winning. So in terms of overall team, because of the underdog mentality, I would have to lean towards 17. You know, and you're saying based on the fact that the Eagles win this one, well, they're the favorites. Slight, as slight as it may be, they're the slight favorites to win this one, and rightly, right, rightfully so. When you look at the numbers, they have piled up on both sides of the football, especially on defense. Unheard of numbers. 78 sacks in a season, mm-hmm. approaching 80 sacks in a season. That's unheard of in the modern era of pro football. Um but I would have to lean towards 17 because of what they went through, the line, the landmines they had to overcome hmm. and step around to get through to get to where they got that year. Yeah, I would say 17's road more challenging for sure uh, thus far. I would say more talent overall, this one. No question. Um, I'd probably lean to this one. I would. Now, the question is, are you going to need a performance like Foles gave you on the big stage on Sunday? And is Jalen up to it? If Jalen's up to it and he shows you that, I think it I think it cements that it's this year. But if he doesn't, if he can't go toe to toe with Mahomes the way that Foles went with Brady, then I'd probably swing it back to 17. Right. Kind right. of where I'm at with it. It's I but it's a I think it's a great argument, man. I mean it's that's 17, a tough way. That's a 17 tough was more call, of an bro. underdog yeah. thing than this one was. It was more yeah. of an underdog. I would yes, say. yes. The expectations are they're gonna win it all. We had no idea. I mean we were losing yeah. in the second game of the year versus the Giants. It took a 63 yard kick for us to beat the Giants that year. Yeah. To get things rolling. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until that 63 yard run by uh by LeGarrette Blunt. Mm-hmm. That, that really turned on the running game for this team against the Chargers. I mean, there's so many things that were there that took place for that year that I mean it just it was just an incredible ride, man. An incredible ride. You mm-hmm. know, and, and and I mean Carson Wentz's play against Washington, how he he, you know, he was in the middle of of of, of everybody converging on him and everybody was wrapped around him and he bust out through that that hole and, and, and runs for the first down, you know, mm-hmm. little things like that. Yeah. You know, Sanders rookie year, catching that pass for the touchdown in the side corner. I mean, that there were so many things that, um, you know, not not Sanders, but um, it was a Corey Clement. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was crazy how well, good. I think John asks a good question. What if the defense only gives up 14 to 17 points to this offense? That's a fair point. You know, if they win the game and the defense stifles them, then I then I would I would still lean to this team because that would just show you how great this defense is. You know that other defense gave up thirty three points, didn't punt five hundred total yards to Brady. 
So yeah, yeah. he was carving them. <laughs> he was carving them. He was. There's no question about that. Look, anyway, it was, it's it's. Oh, a fun... Imagine if they'd have lost though, Rob. Rob imagine if they lost. If they'd have lost, can yeah. you believe how much pressure, how much oh my of, a, of a smear would be on um uh, the defensive coordinator um Schwartz. 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 Can you imagine how that would have come out, Barry? Think how much pressure would be on this team had they still been searching for their first Super Bowl. <laughs> Seriously, wow. man. I mean, you know, and then you go into it at, as of right now, at least as the favorite in the game, yes. which they weren't in that New England game. Uh, you had the best record in your your conference all year. Yeah, man. There, there's not that there isn't any pressure on this team. There always is when you play in a Super Bowl, but there would be a crazy, crazy amount of heat on this team. Just trying to finally get the city its first Super Bowl. Uh, but yeah, fun, fun debate there, man. Kicking that thing around. We'll come back, guys, and we will get into the key guys that you need to contain slash stop and who could be an, an underrated weapon from the chiefs that we're not talking about enough. We'll get into all that. When we come back, don't go anywhere. We're sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network, Barrett, Derek, Rob. All right, let's talk about proaction restoration. Proaction restoration is who you contact. If your home, your business, a property you may own goes through the inconvenience, the pain of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, any of the above. Proaction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know it because I called them on a Saturday and they got right out to my parents' house. They cleaned up the problem. Price was right. The crew was great. I mean, it was just an unbelievable experience. It was a big sigh of relief more than anything else. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Proaction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So again, water, fire, smoke. Mold remediation. If you're not really sure, if you're having some kind of issue and you're thinking, I don't know, I can't clean this up myself, reach out to them. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. 
More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? D Gun, D Brooks, RL is hanging out with you. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's smash the like button. Let's tell a friend. We do appreciate it. All right. Uh, let's look at the Chiefs here at a little bit more in depth. You have Andy Reid, 64 years old, guys, uh, is Big Red. He'll be 65 this year. He's 247, 138, and 1 in the regular season. He's 21 and 16 in the postseason. Of course, he's one and two in Super Bowls. Uh, they did win Super Bowl 54 a few years back. They've been in two out of the last three. They lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, with a pretty decimated offensive line, did the Chiefs. Um, looking at the team, Patrick Mahomes, 5,250 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 picks, 67 completion percentage, 105.2 passer rating, 358 rushing yards, and four touchdowns. He accomplished some of those passing numbers without Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, 110 catches, 1,338 yards, 12 touchdowns, more than 12 yards per catch. Uh, Some guys who have sort of come up out of nowhere here as the season has gone on, Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie out of Rutgers, 830 rushing yards, five touchdowns, averaging almost five yards per carry. They've also activated Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who in 10 games had over 300 yards rushing. He's just a guy to keep your eye on here. Um, solid receiving numbers. Uh, Marcus uh, Valdez Scantling, 42 catches, 687 yards. Um, not not bad, solid. Um, but I'll, I'll give you a guy before we get to the defense to really look out for. Jared McKinnon, running back. So out of the backfield this year, 56 catches, 512 yards, nine touchdowns. That is really good receiving production out of a backup running back that the Chiefs have gotten this year. Really good. Hmm. The, the This team, Mahomes gets a lot of the accolades, but the organization should have a whole, uh, as a whole should get a lot of kudos because the sums have made up the whole. They have pieceworked this, this team like like no other. When you look at the volume of rookies they've counted on, when you've looked at the supporting cast, they took other people's cast-offs in the wide receiver department and made them frontline players on their team. And here they stand with 16 wins, the equivalent to the Eagles. 
you know, six rookies contributing as much as they've contributed, four rookies on the back end of the defense in a rotation contributing as much as they have. Are they as talented as the team they are going to face from Philadelphia? No. But because of the way it was orchestrated and constructed, how many, I can't remember, and we talked about this yesterday and we talked about it last week and I started looking it up. I can't think of another team that has undergone a transformation like this Chiefs team and rose to the occasion the way they did in one year. You know, you, you, you just don't. And they had a built-in excuse. Hey, look, we got a lot younger. We lost one of the elite, if not the best, deep ball pass catcher in the game today. Hey, you know what? We did the best we could. We had a winning record. Wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. But no. And the competition they beat to get there, they beat the runner-up. The team that had been their nemesis in the three previous meetings, a Jacksonville th- team, many thought some expert thought Jacksonville was going to go in there and beat the Chiefs mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoff game when they, when they met them. Yeah. And this team is still standing. And I can't say enough about the organization from top to bottom. You know, we hone in so closely on the Philadelphia team, and rightfully so. But when we start branching out and look at how, what, you know, like I told you guys, read that story about how they were constructed, what they went through. Fascinating story how they arrived at this point. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's a remarkable job by the organization. You know, there's no question about that. And look, it, it began, it starts and begins with the Holmes and Kelsey. And then you kind of work your way off of that. There's, there's Pacheco who's really emerged. There's McKinnon who's, I think, underrated there, you know, Smith Schuster, who's a little bit banged up, but still, I mean, he had almost a thousand yards receiving this year, guys. So he's not chopped liver. So there, there are players are not necessarily the Tyreek Hill ilk where he's just going to, you know, be a game breaker on one singular play. But when you have a Mahomes and the ability to buy time and connect with these dudes, they can just make plays. And you, this, this is going to have to be a really, really quality effort out of this defense because this is the best offense they faced, period. Well, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is back also. Yeah, so where does he fit in, you know, among these backs? But he's probably the most complete out of the two running backs you, uh, we just talked about. And we we also got to understand that, you know, when I broke down the game plan of what Big Red is going to do, he, he has to run the ball. He has to consistently keep our offense off the field. He has to make sure that he runs the ball because he doesn't want that offensive line to be going out there and acting like Swiss cheese and hitting his quarterback. So those guys, those three guys are going to be important uh, in the overall scheme of things on how they're going to try to play keep away uh, from that, that defensive line being able to heat that quarterback up. So they're going to have to run the ball consistently. We know that that right side is not good enough. You know, um, Hassan Radical have a field day against Wiley. You know, what I'm saying he'll beat him like a like a like a drum. So this is this is this is something that they're going to have to do. Big Red is going to have to run the ball, and plus the health of his receivers still isn't, you know, still isn't right yet. You know, I want to see the the um, the, the the report. You know, the health report come out and see what's going on as far as. Kadarius, Kadarius Tony, if he's okay, mm-hmm. Juju Smith Schuster, is he okay? Both of those guys were out. We all know, you know, you already said that Nicole Hartman, he's already out, and they put him on IR. That's why they were able to bring up um, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But you know, looking at guys like that, man, will they be healthy enough? You know, what I'm saying, and that's the biggest thing. Health. I mean, right now, Avante Maddox is still walking in a boot. You know, what does that mean? I mean, we know what that we're hoping. We're hoping that it's just, uh, you know, just preventative measures. But those preventative measures, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can believe anything they say now because, I mean, Jalen Hurts 
from what I was hearing, was okay. He could have played if he could have. Come to find out, he was a lot hurt, a lot more hurt than he they let on to be. Right. No question. Yeah. There, there is uh, for sure a lot of talent on that side of the ball, Gunner. Uh, jump over. By the way, there is a man presently right now climbing up a skyscraper in Phoenix. Um, he's sort of in between, I guess, pillars or columns, and he's doing it by <laughs> hand and by feet. I am not kidding you, man. And it is a high-rise building, and the cops are waiting for him on the roof. But this is happening. And I swear to you. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. This is happening presently right now in, in, in Phoenix, in downtown Phoenix. You got a guy climbing up, literally up a building, like Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man-esque. I, I can't wait to see what company he's representing. It's yeah, got to be some marketing ploy here. Yeah. Why? I mean, why, why else would you do it? You, why would you pick this particular week to do it? I mean, yeah. seriously. I you need know. attention that bad that you do something like I mean, seriously. And you know what? When he gets arrested, he's going to get even more notoriety in that area because it's going to be on every newscast tonight. Yeah, they're going to get him. Yeah, so he got exactly what he wanted. You know, we'll find out. You know, he's he's definitely like I think he I think he's nude <laughs> too. What? As if, <laughs> as if as if this wasn't enough. Yeah, there's a lot going on, man. Uh, hey, maybe he got some of that airs some of that Aaron wow. Rodgers peyote. Peyote, yeah, yeah, he's out there in the desert somewhere. <laughs> and you know what? When I was I can remember I was in Dallas. I was going to do a game at Baylor. <laughs> And um, it just so happened that Erica Badu was filming her her uh, video, okay, uh, for a song, a new song. And she was walking, and as she was walking, she was getting naked, and it actually passed by my building where she's getting naked. I was too far up to see anything, but you know, I was watching her walk down naked. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> while she was getting undressed, bro, it was crazy. I was, it was I in? I think I was in Dallas, or it was a new. No, it was. I think it was Dallas. It was Dallas. Okay. Crazy. Right crazy yeah. man i'll keep you posted to let you know if our man makes it uh so yeah we'll, we'll see where that shakes out <laughs> all right let's go to the defensive side of the ball now chris jones of course this is the guy we hear about all the time and rightfully so 15 and a half sacks 44 tackles the guy's a menace he's everywhere he is he, he's the nick bosa of last week <laughs> hold on hold on hold on, hold on. I'm sorry yeah. it says it's howard Oh, Alex, I thought he told Howard Howard Eskins. <laughs> oh man. Come on, man. No, thank you. Love the king. I don't need to see uh the king in his right. in his in his birthday suit. I'm good. Uh right. no, no thanks. Um, all right. So what are you doing here to uh to nullify him? Is it as simple as the Eagles defensive line will handle their business, or do you need to put a little give a little extra attention to uh to Jones? You're gonna to have to give him a little attention. You know, he 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 demands that type of attention. He's he's that good. He just has great um, hand placements, and he plays underneath his pads. You know, he's never in a position where he's out of position. That's what makes him so good. His strength comes from his ability to get his hands inside, or knock hands down, or move hands off him to get you know and turn the corner. And he has great bend, so he's definitely a force. You got to make sure that you um you know what he's doing and where he is. Do you necessarily change your game plan for him? I don't think so. Um, I think our offensive line is good enough to take care of him. I mean, they played against dominant guys. You know, Lawrence, they played against, you know, those guys. Sure. Um, and neutralized them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're that good. I'm not saying that we're just going to be like, all right, you know, whatever. No, but he's he's that good. You got to pay attention to him. But, I mean, it's, it's got to be everybody else has got to play their role. 
You know what I'm saying? The key matchups is probably going to be whoever's, whoever Clark has over him because Clark can still rush the passer. He's really good. You know, Frank Clark is is pretty good still. You know what I'm saying? So um, both he, Kalathis, I, I don't see our guys having any trouble against him. But, uh, you know, Frank Clark is still somebody that you have to – you 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 have to focus on him. He he can he can still rush the passer, but sure. other than that, you know, those linebackers they run well, but they're not the caliber we've been going against in our here lately. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, and they look they are do have some good linebackers for sure. I mean, Bolton yeah. is a tackle machine, Barry. Yes, he He's is, a, bro. Yes, he. 180, 180 tackles on the season. Two sacks, two picks. He's a versatile player. He was a great yeah, pick yeah. for them. He's in his second year now. He was a great pick. Great for pick from from, uh, from Missouri. Mizzou, He's from yeah. Mizzou. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is, is Willie Gates practicing? Is he playing yet? Yeah. Andy Reid. Yeah, interestingly fun. enough, everybody practiced today. And did you? Did, I didn't realize this. Like, I think they had the pad, their pads on for a little bit today. Um, and then they just Andy wanted to get so the the blood flowing, so to speak. That but sounds he, Andy, Andy. Yes, Andy esque. Good way to focus, right? We, we, yeah, this right. is still football. Yeah, we did the same thing. We did the same thing in my Super Bowl. You know, um, you know, Coach. You know, Tom. No, not, not Coach Tom, but um, man, Cower. Coach Cower. He he wanted he wanted to make sure we got back to business, get back refocus. You know, when we say we had pads on, we just had helmet and shoulder pads on. But that's just like practicing full speed because you know, only thing you don't you don't cut in practice anyways. So you didn't need lowers anyway. So when every time you had your shoulder pads on, it was full speed. Mm-hmm. You were ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well if, if, Andy, if Andy can get a hitting session in somewhere, believe me, Andy Reid is going to get his guys. A hitting session will wake you up in a hurry. You know, you get all <laughs> yeah. caught up in the hoopla of the nights and the lights and all that good stuff, and you're in the Super Bowl. and you well, Hey, butt heads with somebody for about 20 minutes. That'll wake you up real quick and remind you of what you're here for. And Andy Reid – he, and like I said yesterday, he has done an incredible job of making a transition of relating to the modern-day player compared to when he first became a head coach, and he related to him back then. But he's still got a lot of old school in him, you know, and he's going to remind these players, you know, this ain't a, this is not a vacation trip. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is not one of those destination getaways you're going to. We're about business. We're about enhancing our legacy with this organization, something that really didn't happen before he got there. Yeah. You know, so – these guys, these guys, Andy Reid will get these guys focused real quick on what they need to do. I saw a good tape breakdown by Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He does a really good job with that. Uh, he thinks with the Eagles pass rush that, that you're going to see a lot of Kansas City screens, a lot. I agree. So, I mean, that's something that the Eagles, obviously, I'm sure they're prepping for, and I don't question that, but it's something they're going to have to execute. And and because they had – Kansas City's very successful. We know Andy for years has been a good – a big proponent and his teams have run the screen very well. You know, the B West days and with some of the other running backs, the Eagles have had here shady, you know, they've, they've been a, a good screen team. So that's something to watch out for, for sure. If you're the Eagles. And nobody runs it better than Kansas city in terms of setting you up in terms of what they're trying to do. And they've got two guys now that um, Edwards Hilaire is back to go along with Pacheco. They've got two. see people. We talk about how tough this kid Pacheco is. We don't talk about how fast he is once he yep. gets an open space. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yep. You know, talk about how fast they are. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said you're going to see a lot of deception, misdirection from Andy Reid. He's going to have to to offset that, that Eagles defense. You can't just go right at them. You've got to catch them leaning one way or the other. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they're going to have any kind of consistent measure of success against that defense. 
Yeah, I'll tell you the other guy, man. I'm going to flip to the, to the defensive side one more time. I just want I meant to mention him too. Lajarius Sneed is nasty. Okay. The corner, yeah. And you don't necessarily love when <laughs> yeah, your corner he has – but he had 108 tackles, which here's what I'm saying. That's not necessarily great for your defense, but it tells you that this dude is willing and able to bring you down where, where a lot of guys who play that position aren't. Uh, he had three and a half sacks, three picks. He is versatile, man. He's another guy. He's got to watch on defense if you're not that familiar with him. He's really good. So um, they, they certainly have their share, that's for sure, of playmakers. Not, not many DBs want to hit nowadays. They, they barely want to tackle. And this dude here is like a kamikaze pilot. He'll let you know he's in the game real quick. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, he's, Andy Reid's got to drill it into his head. Do not take an, an, an unnecessary excessive hit that could cost us 15 yards at any given moment. But once adrenaline starts pumping and, 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 that, and that mojo starts flowing, it's hard. You can look at a coach. It's just like you tell your kids. Didn't I tell you don't open the refrigerator? Uh-huh. And they do it anyway. Why'd you open it? Because I wanted it. Same thing with players, man. You can you can preach at them all week. Don't do this. Don't do this. You get out there, that adrenaline start pumping. Why'd you do it? I don't know, coach. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it cost Cincinnati their football game. Yeah. You speaking know, of that story, speaking of Cincinnati Bear, do you see the story about the kid um, who made the, the the play who cost him fifteen yards? It cost Cincinnati the game. Um, it was a story talked about how. As he walked off the field, um, his teammates were even – some of his teammates were trashing him. Uh, he gets to the locker room. He's got tears. and You can tell he's been crying. Um, and the media thrust their mics in his face. How does it feel to know you lost the game in so many words? Right. And finally, one of his teammates stepped in. How do you ask this kid, 22 years old, this question? He's down He's down like he's never been before. The dude even got death threats from Cincinnati fans. Hmm. That seems to be yeah. the fad now. When your team loses, you give death threats to a person. Or, or members of a team. I mean, you know, that's real mature to do that. But, dude, for 22 years old, he's got to live with this until the next football season. You know, if I'm him, I get out of Cincinnati. I don't go back there until I have two OTAs. I don't yeah. come out of my apartment. Because you got idiots that are going to say things to him that shouldn't be said to a 22-year-old. He's human. He's made, he made a mistake in a big moment. Made a mistake. Yeah. But, like the, like the Bible says, let him without sin cast the first stone. I don't you know. know. You're not allowed no. to make mistakes tonight. Yes, it's a football game. It's not life or death. You want your team to win, but it's not life or death. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people can't get beyond that. You know, and and it's a shame that imagine if you're a 22 year old kid who went through that, or if it was you at 22 that went through that. Yep. You know, it's not right. It happened. What was that? Um, what was our what was our kicker's name that went to Chicago and we got the double doink? What was Cody Parkey? Oh, Parkey. He- Cody Park, he went through that too. Remember, he, yeah, went, oh he, got, he, had, he had all kinds of death threats in Chicago. It was ugly. Yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. it's yeah. sad that people have to go through that, man. Yeah, you don't want to tell him. Yeah, oh yeah, state cops. That, you know the police officers wouldn't even have smoke. Yeah, hey, when you ask, we make sure Cody gets home safely. Nope, and kept walking. Jeez. Straight face, <laughs> kept walking. Cold. Nope, <laughs> it's cold. Nope, like, yeah, wow. it's cold. Wow, oh, man, cold blooded. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We're we'll look at some of the Eagles' free agents. Kind of, you know, see do it do a back, not back with Eagles' free agents. Uh, Sixers are in Boston tomorrow. Trade deadlines Thursday. Flyers lost last night. Phillies pitchers and catchers are nine days away. We'll dive into all those kind of things. Then in the NFL segment, some more news on a on a new defensive coordinator being hired in a yep. big spot. 
uh, some other movement around the league, and we'll get into over-unders from the Super Bowl. These are actual lines, not the ones that I, I tend to make up during the regular season. So we'll do that uh, when we come back. we got a lot more to do. We're Sports Take, Chicken Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis right now. Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Just a quick phone call away. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we got storm season upon us. We have hurricane season upon us. we got some nasty winds during this time of year before the winter really hits hard. Get your tree evaluated. Get your trees evaluated. Make sure that you don't have some branches or, you know, God forbid, an entire tree coming down on your property or something worse. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Yes, we are. I guess I'm back. Hi. I am Rob. <laughs> no Barrett, no Derek. We're just hanging out with you on this Tuesday. Leaving me all by my lonesome, these two guys. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you know, you got, you, you're bailing on me, Gunner, and you're muted and, and all that. You got your fancy hat on today. You don't care about me anymore. Is that how this works? Rob, I would never abandon you, man. Look. <laughs> As I'm walking back, I honestly thought I had like 30 seconds left. I could hear you say in a distance, no Barrett, no Derek. I said, oh, shoot. So I pulled my best OJ, man. I hurdled over some cord, jumped back in, you man. broke a couple tackles. You got, oh, you yeah. got it. Almost, almost broke one of these uh, these ring lights, you know, sitting here, man. You know, I was like, I'm, my bad, it's man. I, you know, it's all right. this, this three-minute break, man, is not enough. It's not enough time to take care of what you got to take care I know, of sometimes, I know. man. It, it catches up to you quick. I know. I know how it works. I got you, man. Um, so a couple things uh, to keep in mind. Derek Sixers off until tomorrow. They'll be at Boston. That'll be a nice test for them. Uh, they're coming off that disappointing loss on Sunday night where they lost to the Knicks. But it'll be uh, Boston right now uh, who, you know, has, has been the best team in the Eastern Conference so far this year, it's tight. Boston's a game up on the Bucks and three up on the Sixers and, and five up on Cleveland and five and a half up on Brooklyn. So that's kind of where things are. They have the most wins in basketball. They have 30, they're 38 and 16. Sixers are 34 and 18. Um, so again, nice little measuring stick for the Sixers tomorrow night at Boston. Uh, trade deadline quickly approaching two days from now. We know that Cork Moss wants out and I think everybody collectively uh, who's seen him play would be happy to get him anywhere he needs to go. Uh, I'm sure the organization is trying anything they can to trade him, but uh, you know we'll see. I think he has another year left on his deal after this. Why, why did they give him three years? I, can, can, I mean, who, who I are you know. going? I don't know. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I, I, okay. Um, don't blame him for taking it. Hey, if you give it, women, to yeah. Oh, I don't blame him. I blame them for giving it to him. Yeah. But at the time they didn't have a shooter. And at that point, he was he was supposed to be a shooter. Remember, they had just let go, uh, they had just let go, they would have just let go Ben and the whole deal with they who they sent over to the Nets. And they needed another shooter. He was the best thing they had going coming off the bench. Yeah. No, so I they couldn't it. let him go. But they three years was too much. I mean, I I like again, my whole point is you you, you weren't Nobody else was, was banging down the door for three years of Furcon, and if they were, you know, have at it. But I hear you, Barrett. I hear you. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, look, hey, look Barrett, at he's a shooter. He's a shooter, Barrett. Coach Shot Peterson. himself right in the foot. Bad. Barrett, he's a shooter. <laughs> Shot in the foot. That's what he did. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait, what did Tiva Tuna say now? Barrett late. Barrett late. Uh, I, yeah, so I was late. But I never, look, you cannot be late getting to the dock. And, yeah, you and, missed and, the boat. I, you missed I, the boat. Bro, they will they would get out of there. Captains don't they don't play around with being laid no, on the boat, bro. No. Yeah. You gotta they go. Would, you got to go. Hit the sun just right, catch the tide just right, 
get to their spot just on time because sometimes fish bite better in the morning than they do in the afternoon or evening or vice versa. No, they got to get going, you know. Whether I, got you to the, I got to the boat. I got to the boat two minutes before it was about to leave, and they were packing up. And 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 Derek was like, you know, it's, it's his birthday. He was like, oh, just let him leave. He ain't got to. He ain't got to go. Just That's leave. Right. Going out. Wait, see like, again, on, again, Rob. Like that. See, Rob, he tells you partial story. <laughs> see, his wife, his wife told everybody to be there seven a.m. Right? That was the move. So me and my son-in-law. And my father and my son, we, we we got there on time. We get there, ain't nobody there. It's a ghost town. We don't right. even see a boat, right? right? So we're looking around, and I'm calling Barrett. I'm calling Barrett. Now Barrett's not answering. Then I call his wife. Finally, call. Let me. I said, let me call the brains of this operation. <laughs> so I call his wife. His wife says, Oh yeah, we told everybody to be there early because you know Derek D. Gunn, how some people like to arrive late. Yeah, and I'm thinking. Well, you're the host, and you ain't even here yet. So then <laughs> the boat shows up. We get on the boat. We're both supposed to take off at 8, 8, 5, 8, 10. I still don't hear from Barrett. And we're like, what's going on here? And then Barrett finally shows up about 8, 15. The birthday boy shows up like 8, 15, 8, 20, and said he had to do this. Then he, wait, he starts walking towards the boat. Then he turns around and walks back and goes in some office. I mean, we're like, what's he doing? What's, no, what's I was there on time, but I had to go back, and we didn't leave till eight fifteen because I had to go pay for you it. Paid. First. You had to pay for it, but you should have see. You should have been there, paid, and on the boat before eight. You were the host. Yes, because I right. could have got You're another right. half hour of beauty sleep. You know what I'm saying? You messed up my You're whole right. day. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. And that's where that's where that's where my yoki turned into yaki. <laughs> oh, my. oh, was that trip? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that trip. Oh my. Okay, goodness. interesting. Um, so yeah, trade deadline Thursday in the NBA. We'll see what happens. Flyers back at it. They lost last night, uh, to the Islanders two to one Carter Hart, 28 saves, uh, on 30 shots. You know, they hung with them. Um, tell you the NHL doesn't play around coming back from the all-star break. You're right at it. Um, so they ended up, uh, they ended up losing to the Flyers. Uh, Phillies pitchers and catchers just nine days away, guys. Um, February 16th. It just ended two months ago, man. They really did, man. It, it is amazing how quick it goes when you when you go deep, and then full squad is the twenty first. That's for everybody. Um, you know I'm best, excited. You know the excited. best thing about spring training is, mm-hmm. if you love baseball, is the fact that if you live in the Midwest or the Northeast, you have a built in excuse to get away in a casual setting. See, unlike a real game where you hustle and bustle, get in, get out. You know, get there early. You know, we got to leave early. Um, Cost you astronomical figures for concessions and, and, and little trinkets and stuff. Yeah. You go to spring training, it's in a relaxed environment. It's never a, a really a crowd trying to get in and out of the stadium. You know, you leave at a reasonable time. The cost of food, concessions are at a decent price compared to major league stadiums. And you come away, you come away more relaxed. You know, you can make it a a a, a, a sports slash family vacation type atmosphere. A lot of people do it annually. Just get away for a three, four day weekend, go down to Clearwater or wherever. You know, a lot of teams go to Arizona. Just get away and enjoy some sun and fun in a very relaxed, non-regimented environment. And it's also... If you aren't able to make the trip, it's it's you can get an escape for a couple of couple of hours if you watch a game. You're like, oh my God, look at the sun. Look at how yes. warm it is. They're in shorts, you know. And, and, and you know what else? It defeats, I've never been there before. 
Oh, you got to go. Oh, you got to go. Got to go. go. And it defeats the purpose of that little rodent that sees its shadow every year. Uh, yeah, you can see the shadow all you want. I see sunshine right around the corner. Yeah. You see all that. You see the shadow. Don't give me the six weeks of winter left. Now, now, baseball is almost here. I'm ready. Yeah, we're close. We are. We are close. All right. I wanted to hit you guys with this because we've talked about it and, and around it and gotten into some specifics with it. But the free agent list, and the Chiefs have a lot too, by the way. Um, the, but the free agent list for the Eagles is lengthy, and it's a lot of good players. Uh, let me just throw the names at you. Let's see here. James Bradbury, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, T.J. Edwards, Kaiser White, Javon Hargrave, Brandon Graham, Namakon Sue, Linvale Joseph, Robert Quinn, and go to the other side of the ball. Isaac Sayamalo. Oh, you got you got Marcus Epps. Uh, Marcus Epps, I skipped him. Sorry, Marcus Epps yeah. is on. Yeah, he's on the list. Marcus Epps. And then the other side is Miles Sanders and Isaac Sayamalu. And I, I didn't give you every single free agent, but that's some headliners right there. If, if you look at that group, I mean, the only ones who really you would not consider, I don't know what you consider BG. I consider him a starter, but I guess you could say Sue and Joseph Dillard and Quinn would be the only non-starters. Bradbury starter, C.J. Gardner-Johnson starter, Hargrave starter, Sanders starter, T.J. Edwards starter, Kaiser White starter, Sam Alu starter, uh, Fletcher Cox starter, Epps starter. I mean, it's a lot, man. It's especially a lot on the defensive side, but that's a lot. I can tell you who's not coming back. Only four guys are in the contract out of the starters. Four yeah. guys. That's that's ridiculous, man. I mean, I don't know how how was how was how we able to bring in, you know, guys of this magnitude like a James Bradbury, Kasir White, Namdekan Sua, Linville Joseph. How was he able to bring those guys in and fit them all under the cap, along yeah. with Fletcher Cox, um. Along with, um, um, you know, uh, Derek Barnett, you know, he was supposed to be there, but he got hurt. But how do you do that, man? How, how do you, how, I've never seen anything like that before, mm-hmm. that you could bring in that level of quality and have them here and, you know, not miss a beat. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I, combination of shrewdness, I guess. Is that a word? Shrewdness? And guys willing to bet on themselves, Barrett? Yes, I know that's the case with Kazir White. Yeah. James Bradbury. Um, and guys ring chasing. And that, I don't, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And that's that, Sue and that's Linvale Joseph. Exactly. Exactly. They got in on the TLL. I mean, that's that's incredible that he was able to do that, man. It was incredible that he was able to get guys to come here, buy into the system, and, uh, and, and want to be here, you know. On the offensive side of the ball, you know, everybody should be there, you know, you know, because, I mean, they really didn't bring in any talent from that level. You know, I mean, what? Who's the only guy that came in on the offensive side of the ball is Pascal. Right. So Pascal, 
that's it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody else has signed the contracts, long, you know, long-term deals. Uh, he's the only guy they really brought in as a, a, a Band-Aid mm-hmm. uh, on the offensive side of the ball. You know, AJ is going to be here. We know that. But Pascal's the only guy that we really say uh, – you can say Boston Scott signed back, you know what I mean? Right. For the for the for the low, but other than that, man, everybody's supposed to be there. All this side of ball is still stacked for next year. Mm-hmm. Defensively, whew. that's where it's at, man. He's, he's got to be a miracle worker. I mean, how do you fit everybody under cap? How do you bring in new draft picks? How do you get everybody and pay the quarterback? Even if you brought back half of the defense, you're that's still like five, six really quality players going. <laughs> right. <laughs> you didn't even mention Fletcher Cox. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. On there. But I can tell you who's not coming back next year. Who's that? Robert Quinn, thank you, but good luck to you in the future. Wherever yeah, you Quinn, go. Quinny, Quinny's going to be a one and done. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think about you know, signing back Derek Barnett? Well, he's – Barnett, um, he's still under contract. No. And he signed a two-year deal? I thought it was a one-year deal. I thought it was three. I thought it was a two-year deal. Barnett? I, 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 geez, it was, mm-hmm. is it that long? I, I thought it was, man, I don't know why. Maybe yeah, it was what you're thinking. I thought it was one year. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, he signed a three year deal. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's oh, see what's wow. guaranteed. Well, okay. let's see what's guaranteed here. I, I don't know. Let me, it, you know how contracts can be a little funny in that, in the, in that league. Um, let's see. That, that funny money. Funny money. Uh, <laughs> okay. According to over the cap. All right, so uh, it looks like they can get out of this thing pretty easily for, from the way I'm looking at it in 24. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I, anyway, I, I, I'm with you. Maybe you, ha- you bring him back at a cheaper rate, and that's part of, part of your cost cutting. Possible. Hmm. Possible, I guess. I don't love it. I can see Barnett being one of those guys – who restructures his deal. Yep. And I believe the Eagles will try to bring him back because he will be a bargain basement price compared to most of these guys that they're going to have to try to deal with. Yep. If I'm Kazir White, if I'm Bradbury, if, if, if I'm Epps, I'm not taking a family discount plan. No. Why would you? I mean, no. why would you? There's big, there's big money to be made. Now, it's not guaranteed money like the other three sports, but this is my one moment in the sun. So this he signed what... a three-year, $15 million deal, including $8 million guaranteed. That's it? Average annual salary, $5 million. In 23, he will earn a base of $1 million, roster bonus of $1 million, and a restructured bonus of $6.4 million. You know. If that's all he garnered, that that tells you exactly what the rest of the league thought of that. Yeah, there wasn't it. a big market out there. No, no. Fifteen million over three years. I don't see any hometown discounts except for Brandon Graham. That's it. Oh, that's the only one. And Graham has already said publicly he'll take the discount. The only, I mean, the only one that if the money's comparable that he may lean Eagles is Fletcher Cox, but I don't even know that. Are you gonna pay for electric cops? Fourteen million? No, I'm not. I'm saying if you if you get him back a lot cheaper, right, right. I would Bro, bring him back. You guys are watching the screen. I'd bring you him back. Watching the screen. You guys are watching the screen, man. <laughs> Duck, man. He puts. Um, he's around. Said uh, my point. 
uh, what's he up to this week? Because he ain't playing football. He's he's referring to he's referring to uh, Dak Prescott right now. Prescott, wow, Prescott hung forty on Prescott hung forty on us. <laughs> Duck hits a back but Yeah, <laughs> my point. What's he up to this week? Because he ain't playing football. <laughs> yeah. Bam! Yep. Chad is undefeated. Yep. Yeah. Shots fired in the chat section. Um, that can come over and sit next to me. Oh, he might have been. The, he might have been in the skills, the skills uh, competition or something. Yeah, oh, that's he right. actually just threw an interception, even though he's not playing. Hey, <laughs> threw another one. <laughs> um, Rob, get him, get him, Rob, get him. I don't, no, I, don't get me started. Uh, and then suddenly I'll be in the in the middle of a war. No, no thanks. Who knows? Lin, Linville might come back on a discount because he's happy I, to be here and, and thinking terms he might so be able also. to repeat. Yep. Um, if if just, Sue wants to keep playing football, maybe, maybe. If well, Sue gets his ring here, he might chase a little bit more money somewhere else and put be. himself in a position to try to win. Or he game. might just say, "Man, I got another one." Like, yeah, I'm done. See, yeah. Yeah. So who was that? Um, who was that corner that we we saved his life? He was a former first rounder from like the Colts. Uh, he scored that touchdown. Well, he he Patrick Robinson. Patrick Robinson. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I I think Bradbury is the same as Patrick Robinson. Will take big big money from somebody somewhere else. Oh, why would big you? Money, oh, man. he's getting it. Why would CJ Gardner Johnson's getting CJ. whether it's here or somewhere else is getting huge money. Bradbury's getting huge money. Big money. Yes, um, those those are big money contracts, right there. James Bradbury. CJ Garner Johnson. I'll tell be, you, it's, you know it's what's a big one. Hargrave. Hargrave's Hargrave only 30. Gets a big money. Yeah. But you know who's going to surprise everybody and Garner some big money? TJ Edwards. Probably. I buy it. He jumps out. That. He jumps out on film, man. He jumps out. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get paid a king's ransom. And he deserves it, man. He He's worked himself into being a really good linebacker in this, in this league. Yeah. A really good quality starter. You know what I'm saying? He made himself faster. He's more instinctual than he was. Even like I always knew, like when I watched him in, in, in Wisconsin, man, you remember how good he was at Wisconsin? He, he was great. great at Wisconsin. Yeah, he was great at stuffing a run. Uh, couldn't cover. He couldn't cover us in pass coverage, but great at stuffing a <laughs> run. Great at reading offensive uh, concepts. Um, much, and I, th- I think he's a much Nobody better Nobody throws in the pros. Big Ten, though. Uh, I know. And, and, and yep. I think he's a much better pro player than he was a college player. So he worked his butt Absolutely. off to get to where you know, he is. But me, he he played with uh with uh um the Watt boys too. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. of course, you know, he he's he's he has some help over that side of the ball. I remember they played LSU, and both he and Watt tore the uh, uh it tore LSU up. I mean, those two, they couldn't, they couldn't be blocked. Nobody could touch them. They were killing folks, bro. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best games I've seen from the linebacker position. He and Watt, Edwards and Watt, balled out. I believe it. I believe it. Legereus Sneed is is cleared concussion protocol. By the way, he, he oh. will practice tomorrow, so he's good to go. Sneed is good to go. He might knock FYI. himself out of this game early. Well, I mean, shows look, up. He's, he's physical, man. Yeah. Yeah. Six shows up. I mean, um, uh, Brian Cook, six. He was showing up when they gave him the opportunity. They put him in there for him. He showed up, man. So mm-hmm. even if Snead doesn't play, well, he's playing now. We see, um, you know, Cook showed up and played pretty well in his absence. Mm-hmm. 
play damn good in his absence. But but see, to get back to what you're saying about this multitude of free agents, and you talk about how this roster was constructed. If you get if you let Kazir White go, oh by the way, we have Nicobe Dean waiting in the wings. If Hargrave or Cox goes, oh by the way, we still have Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. Um, if Epps goes, oh we do have a high first round draft pick. We can get another safety or corner, yeah, or linebacker or edge rusher. If they decide to to say goodbye to to Derek Barnett. Well, we still have a second, uh, a first round draft pick. We can we can address that issue with that. This team is su- in such a great place in terms of replenishing the cupboards. You know, unlike so many teams that have to make these decisions. You know, you look at teams like Dallas; they have 15, 20 players they have to worry about. The cupboard is not reloaded with younger, fresher bodies waiting to take mm-hmm. over. They're going to have to find bargain basement players somewhere to come in and take over through the draft, through lower tier free agency. This team already has people in-house to yeah. step in and pick up the void. And that's the thing, Gunnar. You're right. And, and do these guys have to show that they can play? Absolutely. No question about it. And this is where you know, you're going to fall back on. They better you know, still be in the, on this run of drafting well. Because, yeah, you're going to be – at some point, you're going to see Jurgens. You're going to see J- Jordan Davis next year with the, you know, an extended role for sure. You better hope that they're right. But, yeah, they already – they have the 10th pick. They have what, it, what it's either going to amount to, what, the second to last or the last pick in the first round, yeah, yeah. which is their own. It's not like there isn't some plan in place here to, to be able to fill the fill the void here, um, whether that's guys who aren't here yet. And, and that's – the other thing is – they go out there and spend in free agency and bring somebody That's in right. who's maybe going to be cheaper, you know, with a, just a, an, an eye towards this. There's, there's no reason to believe that that can't happen or and or make trades. We know how he's aggressive with making trades. So any of these things could happen. If, if, if anybody can make it work, especially what he's done over the last two years, it's Howie. You know, yeah. I guarantee you. You know, it's funny, you know, um, and I hear so many front office people say that, before a new season starts, they're already looking ahead to the next year. That's how you that's how you have to run pro football. Okay, mm-hmm. they already know in August who's in the last year of their contract, who basically, well, hopefully we get something out of them this year. We don't think they're going to come back next year. And some people, you know, change their minds. Some don't. Some live up to lower expectation. But, but plans are already in fa- place before the upcoming season is, is already started. So you're way ahead of the curve in terms of identifying what you need, where do you think you can get it from, or how we're going to approach this, whether it's draft, free agency, or a combination of the two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what it, where this goes and, you know, how much magic, how he is willing to or is able to work. I mean, I don't know. You win it. Does that change things? The mindset a little bit. Are you willing to take a little bit less money? You know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's for sure. Uh, so there were some good pieces this past week or so on Howie Roseman from varying different spots. You know, I think Ruben Frank had one. There was one um, ESPN. Jeff McLean had one as well. But the, the the what was really interesting was we all heard the the stories about this. Howie Roseman's just sending out letters after he was he graduated. He went to undergrad at Florida, and I think he got his law degree at Fordham. I think so. He had just graduated. He started sending Mike Tannenbaum and 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 Joe Banner letters all the time just saying give me a chance let me get my foot in the door i, I want to be a gm but i you know i have a, an expertise in the cap and all that and it just happened one time that the tannenbaum and joe banner are having a conversation and i think tannenbaum said to, to joe like are you getting i get these letters from this guy you know he's he's relentless and he's a jersey guy 
and Joe's like, wait, is his name, you know, Howie Roseman? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, this is, this is guy. This is back before I, I guess emails were really big. He was sending hand letters in the mail. So eventually Tannenbaum gives in and he had a position open. He interviews Howie. He finishes the interview with Howie and he calls Joe and says, listen, I thought I had something. I don't. It's close. You know, it's, it's, it's taken now, but this dude was really impressive. You might want to just at least talk to him. So Banner agrees to talk to him. He has a long interview with him. He's totally impressed. But at that point, the Eagles don't have any openings right now. Six months later, something pops. Somebody leaves or whatever. Somebody else gets, you know, a raise, a promotion. He offers Howie the position. That's how it all came about. This went on for like a year or so. Howie was emailing every single NFL team. And he was, he was, I think he was hitting, especially mm-hmm. the Eagles and the Jets hard because that's, he was from North Jersey, I think. Um, was he, was he, he emailing or sent him a letter? He was emailing. I'm sorry, him? sending letters. Actual letters. He was letters. sending letters. Like, it wasn't yeah, even post emails. Office. Post office. Yeah. Handwritten. Handwritten. And like every, almost, he said almost, almost every, every day. day. Every day. With that was something crazy. different, what he brings to the table. So that just shows you like, A, persistence pays off, but B, how much this guy wanted it, man. And, you know, eventually you, you, you think it into existence. It's, it's manifest destiny, man. You just keep doing something, pounding it, not taking no for an answer. He did take no are. for an answer. Here we are, man. Well, he also credits Andy Reid for helping him make that transition. Uh, when he was, he said when he was 34, you know, and Andy Reid basically was still the GM slash head coach. Yeah. You know, Andy Reid, he said Andy Reid sat down to him, talked to him, nurtured him, mentored him on how he should approach this thing. And he goes out of his way to extend accolades to Andy Reid for what Andy did for him in terms of helping him build his confidence and intestinal fortitude to do what he's been able to do over the test of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Right. All right. Let's uh, let's come back and let's dig into our NFL stuff. And we will also in the midst of the NFL segment, uh, do some prop bets for the Super Bowl. There's a ton of them. We'll give them to you each and every day going forward, but we got some good ones for you where we'll kick it off today. Uh, don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Razor Technology. Yes, Razor Technology. In particular, I want to talk to you about change management with threat vectors evolving. It's never been more important to monitor all the changes in your work environment and set up automated alerts for when something violates an existing policy. Get visibility into pivotal changes happening to your system and networks with IT support from Razor Technology. Change management is an end-to-end solution for tracking changes across all the systems and networks your business administers so that it has transparency into who is making changes with enough time to respond and take corrective action if necessary. An unauthorized user, device, or application doesn't need very long to cause serious financial and reputational damage to an organization by altering, damaging, or stealing sensitive data. That's why Razor Technology uses real-time change detection to catch malicious actors in minutes, not days or weeks. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how their managed IT services can protect and enhance your business. Give them a call, 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or you can reach out online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. 
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Mulebronner, managing partner at Delval Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! back yes we are hour number three sports fake giga sports youtube network gunner brooksy rob ellis hanging out with you on tuesday all right uh steve wilkes who did not get the gig as the carolina panthers head coach that went to frank reich is now the san francisco 49er defensive coordinator he spills that slot uh domingo ryans went to the houston texans as their head coach nice hire real nice hire right there that's a good move by uh, by Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and crew to bring in Wilkes, who's uh, been a really good coordinator throughout his career. 
well-respected as a defensive mind. Man, the 49ers just keep finding these DCs, man. I mean, f- trying to follow Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans and the success they had in the Bay Area is not easy, but they I think they picked the right guy in this guy. I mean, you know, you look at what he did for Arizona, even though he got fired after one year, defense played well. His defense played much better uh, in Carolina. Um, it's a shame, you know, he wasn't more of a serious consideration in Carolina for the head coaching job. You could tell the players really played for him, although they didn't get the results they wanted. But, um, you know, that's a that's a big pickup for 49ers. Mm-hmm. No question about that. Huge yeah. for him, man. Huge, man. It's, it, you know, I mean, that, that defense was to stay up there as being one of the top defenses. They just got to, you know, get that crybaby stuff out of their system, bro. <laughs> Stop being crybabies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just take the loss, man. It's all right. right, right. It's okay. You, you, uh, you're, the bigger, you're the bigger person for it. Just you, you lost the better team won. We'll get him next year. That's all. Right, right. Uh, Brian Flores. Uh, a lot of people thought he might get blackballed. He may not get a gig again because he sued the league for discrimination. Uh, but he's landed on his feet. He was with the Steelers last year as a, as a defensive coach consultant. He's been hired by the Vikings. Another good hire by, by the Vikings as their defensive coordinator. They get that defense together, man. You know they're dangerous if that's the case. Yes, yes, and they and they'll be more aggressive, at least with him. Um, I hate they hired him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the only person thought thought ill of this hiring was was I knew was was uh yeah D guy you, you're the first person I thought about you and your brother, bro. Y'all gonna be going at it. Sure enough, he take D gun. What's he like? And I had to be honest, just a dude. You got a good one with Brian Flores in terms of recording him. Mean, he's taking over the thirty first ranked defense. That defense will improve significantly because, like Barrett said, they're aggressive and they like to play a lot of man coverage. You won't be that la- that lazy man zone, that zone covers that uh, Ed Donatel played. That's for sure. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a good move. It's a good move, and I- I'm glad to see there wasn't. I think that's all that stuff still pending, right? I'm just glad yeah. to see there wasn't any kind of, you, you know, backlash against them. No, so. not yet. No, no, no. I mean, so that's good. It's uh, hard when you tell the truth, bro, to, to, to be ostracized like that, you know, to tell the truth. No question. Yeah. No, yeah, no question about it. This was really interesting from yesterday. So Sean Payton had his uh, introductory introductory press conference in Denver. Uh, and sort of towards the end, one of the things he was asked about was um, Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson – even dating back to his Seattle days, and this turned off a lot of his teammates, but he essentially had his entourage, you know, with him at all times, whether that was on a flight, whether that was in the building, uh, on the road, whatever the case may be. And um, this past year, he had his own quarterbacks coach, you know, in the building, in the locker room, at the practice facility. And Peyton was asked about that. And he said, I have no familiarity with that. But it, absolutely, that's not happening. We have a, we're going to have a quarterbacks coach. We're going to have, you know, offensive coordinator. That is not happening with any player on this on this team. So I'm glad to see somebody laying down the gauntlet. When you have the kind of year that Russell Wilson and the team had, there's going to be changes, and it's not just coaching. It's going to be the way things were done and what was allowed. So good for them. Good for them. I love it, man. Because. <clears throat> it's not like um, it's not like you know that that To junk, you know, what I'm saying To having this masseuse, uh, you know, fly with the team and all. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, we know you're a special player, but you're not getting those type of special privileges. You know, that's mm-hmm. definitely not happening. Yeah, you know, not today, partner. <laughs> so you know, I like that they stepped up. Yeah, you know? I like that. Do we you- think? Do we think we get sulky 
uh, Moody Russell, if that's the case, he's not getting all, uh, you know, his, what he's accustomed to, his comfort level? If for the money you're paying him, put on your big boy pants and man up. You know, you got what you wanted last year. You had your worst season ever as a pro. Now we're going to do it our, our way, and we bring in a coach who can stand up to you. See, Nathaniel Hackett was just happy to be there and give it an opportunity, and I'm sure he tried to pamper him as much as possible. Sean Payton ain't that, ain't that dude. He ain't playing that mess. And I guarantee you, before he took that job, he talked about that with the, the Broncos front office brass. Hey, what, what's this quarterback guru thing that Russell has? I can't have anybody interfering with what we're trying to do. You want right. me to come here? You know, you have, you have to back me up in this, man. So for Russell, it's, you know, you can pot all you want, but you're being paid more than 95% of the players in the league to play a game at this stage of your career. <laughs> right. You, you put your big boy pants on. Let's go to work and try to change this thing around. And if you really care about winning, uh, you, you brought in a coach who's won a Super Bowl and who's had quarterbacks function at a very high level. Yes. So he knows what he's doing. So, you know, it, it, you become Mr. Selfish player. If you get any kind of issue with this, suck it up and deal. Yeah. With it. Yeah. What kind of leader are you? We're going to find sucked. out. Yeah. 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 Plus you suck last year. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's start all over. Let's let's try this, you know, and, and try to take you out of this this whole notion that uh oh, Gunner, you, know you see that you played so bad. Shots fired. Jacob Media had to tell D Gun he couldn't have his coaches and his personal chef at Oceans. <laughs> well, you see, <laughs> I didn't really need them because Ocean has taken good care of an ocean laid out the red carpet. Must I remind you of the suite that I get weekly? We uh, when I'm all said and done, the food we are fed uh, during the course of a game. I have no complaints whatsoever about the way Ocean has treated me and my colleagues this football season. Hence, hence Robert, me and you weren't invited to yeah, the right. dinner. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's Correct. see. Barrett has NBC responsibilities. Rob has WIP responsibilities. That's true. That's true. Therefore, I have no sympathy for you. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm, Bro, I'm, I'm he, he could have still cake. been invited to the dinner, man. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, no, mean, you couldn't have. No, no. We know they have a run game. Yeah. <laughs> what would we be saying if that was a that was a two hour dinner? We had to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, look, do, hey, look, don't get me started on that. You they had like three. Is. They had you three or four. Cam- hey, look. Oh my God. They had three or four cameras in there, and we had like a two hour dinner session. They filmed most of the whole thing. And those were the excerpts they took after two-hour dinner. I can't control that. No. Hey, you look I, good, though, Derek. You looked hey, handsome. You, you had know. your nice suit. You had your right. – you, you were looking what sharp. What did Derek say? What did Derek say? I said, you know, he put in the work. That's what I said. No. He put in the work. <laughs> what did Philly say? <laughs> oh, you mocking me now? Oh, God. <laughs> it, boy, I tell you what. You know they can run the ball. It's all jealousy, Derek. <laughs> oh, the jealous. jealousy is, is real. It really it is. is. It's re- Let me ask you. You know, there's because, nothing like hunger jealousy. Like the hangry, the hangry jealousy is bad. And you, know, and you, you know why? I'm pissed off because I went downstairs to make me a uh, 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 peanut uh, butter and jelly. No, a turkey, uh, a turkey and cheese. Yeah. Went down there. No turkey. They just cleaned the refrigerator out just now, so they threw the turkey away and the cheese away. Ooh. And the said, cheese. Oh, hold on. It just said that the the package it was on said it was uh it was it was. You're supposed to eat it from one. Is it, is it 129 expiration date? 129, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, hell, I ate one yesterday, and it it's tasted one. good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so why did throw it away? It tasted it, good yesterday. It was from 129. Do, I couldn't taste the difference. It. That's what you do. Like if you see it's gas <laughs> you're like, "Hey, look, here, here's how I approach it. Smell it. Here's how I approach it. Did you see any green hair on it? Same here. No, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't look like it's still edible. 
That's right. Look, look, it, look, it wasn't even slimy. I'm so mad they threw my my uh my turkey away, bro. I'm hot as fish grease. I don't blame I, it. It tasted so good yesterday, man. bro. I hey, went down there. That's why I'm mad. So Dude, at least I saw leave the cheese again, so you can make a grilled cheese off. or something. I know you guys man. had all kind of lobster and everything else. Uh, let me right. tell you something. Dude, the food we had at that place. <laughs> that's why I was late. I'm like, come on, man. And then they got the, they gave us a menu, said whatever you want on the menu is paid for. I said, what? Whatever we want on the menu is paid for. What? Okay. Okay. Let me tell you something. D-Gun ate like a king that day. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. We, I, <laughs> like, a, like a king. And, 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 and the fact that you weren't there is your fault, not mine, yes, because you of go. your commitments, not my yeah. commitments. Fair Look, enough. I made fly, myself available. Fly Park said. What? The Fly Park said. Bear's got an iron stomach. Yep, because I'm about to put it to the test. <laughs> you know, come this weekend with these white castles. I can't wait to land. Uh, skirt, 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 you skirt. better, I, I, you better either video or at least get some stills of yourself at White Castle. <laughs> we have to have that. That is must. No question. Yes. No yes. Question. You have have Zagaro or Rube or whichever one of your colleagues is there. I want I want some <laughs> I want some evidence, man. I believe it. I believe you're gonna be there though. No, not, I am. Not, not to no. rub it in, Barrett, but since you mock me in my commercial spot that I had no control over. Uh, you know, Christmas Day, we had we had brisket. So we had a big 15-pound brisket. And my wife was smart enough to slice it up and put it in the freezer. Oh, she just took it out yesterday. Let me tell you something. It still tastes good. So after this show, I will be going downstairs, put a little barbecue sauce on it, warm it up, and make me a brisket sandwich. See, see why it, y'all see why we can't be friends. I mean, he got to put that in. I'm trying to eat an old ham sandwich or a turkey sandwich, and he's talking Same. about brisket from Christmas that was frozen. And you know when you warm it up, the oh my god, I know it's and, gonna and, be bad. It, it. it was smoked on top of that. Uh, oh, I, I had a banana and goldfish. <laughs> that was my lunch. And oh you know, gosh. like, you remember, did you guys see the movie Cooley High? Yeah. Okay, so you remember when he takes the bottle and pours it over the grave? So this is for the brothers couldn't be here. That's what I'm gonna do. The first bite, I'm gonna burp and say this for the brothers that couldn't be here today. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, but you know what's you know what's the bad part about when I went downstairs because I knew because I, I ate it. I ate this um, the turkey yesterday because I knew oh. it was down there. So when I go downstairs, I took the bread out first, put my napkin down, and I took the mayonnaise and the mustard, and I you know put it on the bread. And Did all your prep work? Uh, right, right. So then I'm looking at the fridge like, hey, where's the lunch meat at? It's the worst feeling. Oh, that is the worst. Threw it out. I'm like, what? I know. Yeah, and you're oh, it's growling. It. It's ready Ooh. for it. I know. It's the worst. Okay. 29, I ate it yesterday and it was great. Yeah. You could have hey, got hey. another day out of it. Like, like, like John Dickerson said, D gonna take a bottle of sweet baby rays and pour a little bit out in the sink and say, This for the brothers who couldn't be here. That's what I'm gonna do. And then I'm gonna pour the rest on the top of that nice thick slice of brisket right. and put a piece of cheese on it and melt it. I know. In the barbecue. Know. Oh, I'm sorry, Barrett. Did I did I go too far? Oh, oh. I'm sorry. See, and Chris, Chris believe me, that wasn't you know, that wasn't just me being the weirdo I am. I it was just not a lot Thank of you, Chris. Not a lot of options. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> so like, his family's not allowed to bring food in the house. No, see, I have to do, I have to do a better job. I I ignore having stuff ready for lunch. I I'm never I I'm bad at, at lunch. Lunch is an issue. I got to be better. I I, I got be to too because right now I got a, I got two pieces of bread downstairs with mustard and ketchup, you know, mustard <laughs> and mustard and mayo on it. A bread jam right sandwich, now. jam. Two so I'm thinking myself, I, yeah. I I'm, I'm cheap, so I really don't want to just throw it away. I know. 
And yeah, I can't put it up in the bread. refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? So what no, I'm you can't. See, it, yeah. Either you eat it or toss it. It's one of those. Right, because it's gonna be soggy. It's oh man, I just I've done that. I've done it. I've done like if I I, I had some, I had a roll ready and I threw like mustard on it or something. And there was nothing to eat. I, I'll eat the mustard in the in the, in the roll. Oh come on, man! Are you <laughs> serious? I'll, I'll totally I'll do it. that. I'll throw it in the trash. I'm like, I'll be so mad. I'm not eating this. I'll throw yeah. it in the trash. Hey Barrett, if I send you a picture, will that help you? No, oh, God, it's not cool. <laughs> See, that's why, that's why I see that's why it's hard being friends with this guy. You know yeah, what I'm no. saying? It's, it's so easy. hard being friends with this guy. Hey, you sat here and mocked me on a commercial spot I had no control over. Yes, I'm retaliating. There yes. You go. Yes, I am. Um, yes, I'm taking right. the low road. Yes. Let me let me give you this. Brian, <laughs> uh, Brian Johnson, the Eagles quarterbacks coach, uh-huh. he is going to interview for the offensive coordinator position at Notre Dame after the Super Bowl. Mm. Now they lost wow. their OC. Tommy Reese went from Notre Dame to Alabama to join Saban because Saban lost his offensive coordinator, wow. Bill O'Brien, to the Patriots. It's like the domino effect. But that would be a loss, man. Brian Johnson's done a phenomenal job. There's a lot of people yes, that, you know, say he may be the next guy to get a, a gig as a, you know, as an offensive coordinator maybe the following season. Um, so let's keep your eye on that one. Uh, what mm. ends up happening there with that. Um all right, I wanted to throw this past you guys before we get into our over-unders and our, and our prop bets. There's going to be an estimated uh, 50.4 million people gambling, betting, 16 billion on Super Bowl 57. That means that's 20% right. of the population will be gambling on this Super Bowl. That's about that's right. It's a, a lot of money and a lot of people. No, I'm not, I'm not surprised one bit. You know, when you consider on an average over two hundred billion is bet in sports gambling alone in America annually, sixteen billion—that's a drop in the bucket. You know, I'm not surprised one bit for one Super Bowl for one game. Yep, but then you have to couple—you have to couple in the fact that they're not just betting on the game. There's over six hundred fifty different prop bets right. that you can add to that equation. So, you know, who came up with this idea of prop bets anyway, man? That's phenomenal. You know, and people make right, big money right, off right, stupid right. stuff like coin toss. How long will the national anthem look go over under a minute 45 stuff like this? And people gravitate towards that stuff, man. Uh-huh. Who scores the first touchdown? Who gets the most yard receiving? Who makes the first catch in the game? You know, I, dude, if I was a betting man, I'd be all over a lot of these things, man. But yeah, luckily, I got too many miles to feed. I can't afford it. I can't afford to bet monopoly money. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you with that. Man. Um, all right, let me throw some at you. And these aren't my created ones. These are real ones uh, from, from you know, actual sites. Some over-unders here for, for the Super Bowl. And you guys just tell me whether you think it could happen or not. Over-under 12.5 points first half for the Eagles in this game. 12.5 first half for the Eagles. Over. Mm. First, first half? First half. Oh, definitely over. You think, and they're, they're the best scoring team in the first half this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, over. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going over. with the over also. Yeah. I'm going with the over also. Kansas remember, City we defense can't hold this team under 13 points. No way. Okay. And, and remember, we used to um, we used to get pissed off because they wouldn't score in the, um, the third quarter. Yeah, the <laughs> third that? quarter was an issue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jalen Hurts, first touchdown of the game, to score the first touchdown of the game for both teams, plus 800. 
That's a good bet. I love that bet because yeah. if the Eagles are on, you know, in the red zone, he could be throwing it. He could be running it. If they're on the goal line, he's keeping it. We know that how successful the quarterback sneak is. I, so that's a pretty good bet for me, man. Uh, wow. Absolutely. Jalen Hurst score the first touchdown. Yeah. Ooh, I wouldn't touch that one because he has so many different options to choose from. It could be Miles breaking off on an 18-yard run. Or it the could Chiefs be, score first. Or, or Chiefs could score first. You never know. Yeah. Or, so I, or, or I mean, that, I mean, well, that likelihood because they like to play man coverage down in the red zone. They go zero, and then yeah. all of a sudden he just runs it himself. Yeah. Takes upon himself yeah. and run a touchdown himself. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. I wouldn't touch that one. Chiefs over under. Five and a half first quarter, not the half, just the first quarter points. Five and a half for the Chiefs first quarter. I'll say over. I think Kansas City is going to come out with a bag of tricks and punch one in in the first quarter. I'll take the over. Yeah, I would go over on that one too. Yeah, I go under. Eagles got to figure out what they're going to what they're doing first. Yeah, you know, and it may take them a series or two to figure it out. Get your bearings a little bit. You yep. like the under bag? You think the, I like the under? Gonna... I like the under. I think they come in and. Uh, Big Red's going to be doing something he's not accustomed to doing, and that's trying to run the ball. And I think they'll be able to stymie him, so they won't be able to do it. Okay. 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 All right. Um, any player with a 55-plus-yard TD reception, plus Ooh. 250, either team, 55 yards or more, plus 250. I take, I, I take that one. I say, I say it could be A.J. or Devontae. It's, it, it's possible with the, yeah. the the weakness of the Chiefs is that secondary, you know, in, yeah. in some ways in terms of coverage and big plays. Yeah. Um, you know, if Tyreek Hill was playing, I don't know that that line would be, you know, what it is, but, you know, we'll see. I, I say, wouldn't take that bet. No? Nah. I don't know, I, man. I wouldn't. You got two great route runners. You got two young corners might be susceptible to a double move somewhere. Jalen's going to let them know that, hey, you've heard all these stories about my shoulder. I'm going to air one out for you. Catch that back into that defense napping. Yeah. Uh, I'll take that one. I'll take okay. that one. I like that too. Um, over under field goal of 48 and a half yards or more. Ooh. I'm going with the over. I like that with Jake Elliott. I, both of these yeah. guys. Butker's a good kicker too. Yeah. Yeah. I like you that. Know, and, and it's an inside, right? It's not going to be, it never is yeah. in the Super Bowl, but it's not yeah. bad weather you know, or, or something like that. Good conditions would lend to a big, big, long field goal. I like that one. Yeah. I, I, I like that also because of the strength of, the, of both kickers. Yeah. I, I'll take, that's a bet I would take. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, 277 and a half passing yards, minus 130. <laughs> I'm going under. I'm going slightly You're going under? under? Yeah. I'm going to go under. Let's see. The dude threw 5,200 yards worth of passes. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. So if he gets, I'd say I'll take the over because I think he's going to be throwing late trying to play catch up. Mm. So I'll take the over on that Interesting one. Interesting point. Mm. How about you, Bart? Uh, that, you know, that's tough, man. Cause um, I mean, he'll still get his as far as passing yards. I don't think they'll be able to finish the deal. Um, especially when they get to the red zone. They're used to doing all those funny plays. And I think they stymie them in the red zone. So. Uh, you know, I believe in the middle of the field from 20 to 20, they'll they'll get their yard. So, you know what? I'll still go with the under also. I'll go with okay. the under. Okay. Uh, Hertz, under four uh, – excuse me, 247 and a half passing yards. Under 247 and a half for Hertz. 
247. Yeah, that's a good number. That's yeah. a good number. He hasn't gotten close to that in these first two games, but you know, he, they were able to run the ball 44 times in each of those games. I don't know that you're going to be able to do that in this game. I go with the over. Over. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with under. the over because I, I believe AJ. Yeah, AJ. AJ, they're not going to be able to stop Brown and not Brown and Smith or Brown and um, and uh, Goddard or Goddard and Smith. I mean, they won't be able to stop everybody. So I think he'll do good. I'm going to say under because the attack will be so balanced. The attack will be so balanced that he won't need more than 247, 208 passing yards to do what they need to do to hit the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at his passing yards against the Giants and against the 49ers. Um, the running game told a story, and I think the running game will have a prominent role in this game also. Mm. Okay. Um I like the under. It doesn't mean I think he's going to have a bad game. I think he no. gets around 235, somewhere around there, 230. So I'm going to take the under, but that's good. I think it means the Eagles will be running the ball well. Um, let's go A.J. Brown. I love this one, by the way. A.J. Brown plus – or excuse me, five and a half catches uh, is at minus 125. A.J. Brown, five and a half catches. Over. I love the over. Over. I'm going over all day with that. Yeah. That's easy. Even though the past two games he's been averaging three and four, but I, I think he goes way over. You know, they you know I, they overcorrect all the time. Yeah. And I think he's he's not happy with the way these last two games have gone. I know he's right. happy his team won, but he wants to on the biggest of stage do a little bit more. All right, we're all over there. Yeah. Uh yes. Travis Kelsey. Man, this is a this is a big number. Eight plus catches for Travis Kelsey. You got to get over eight. I say I say over because he's going to be the primary weapon in the passing game. Even when they try to blanket him, I, I say he's going to be over. That's going to be Mahomes' safety valve in this game. He's, Mahomes is not going to have a lot of time to stand back there and go through second and third options. Kelsey is his primary option. He's going to be looking for him often, often in this game. Have mm. you back? I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna go over also because he might be the only thing they got going on. Mm-hmm. Not for big plays, you know. I think he right. they're gonna as soon as he does catch, they're gonna tackle him. This gotta be a great tackling game for this team. You know, they can't allow him to get that yak yardage, and that's where he's great at that yak yardage. So I'm gonna say he does get maybe nine to ten catches, but you know, he's getting tackled immediately. Okay. I'm going immediately. with this. I'm going with an under here, uh, a slight under. Uh Devontae. Over under 61 and a half receiving yards. Mm. Yeah. I'll take the over. I'll take the over for him. He's going to have a couple of, you know, plus 20, plus 25 yard catches in this game. You know, especially uh, because I don't think Kansas City's pass rush can can get to Hurts. So Jalen will have an extra second or two to stand back there until he frees himself, and he'll find a seam in the middle of the field somewhere. So I think I'm, I'm going to go with the over. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know what? I like the over, too. I, I think Devontae is going to be able to get downfield, you know, like we were yeah. talking about. And I don't think anybody can cover him. Yeah. You know, none yeah. of their DBs can cover him. So I I, I like it also. I like yeah. the over also. And, and look, I, I'm also adding into the equation that I think – that Jalen's shoulder is going to be that much more healed, which will allow him to do some more stuff down the field. 
you know, which plays into all of this, which help, especially with the receiver numbers, depending on who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot, to, there's a lot to look at here. I mean, you could bet everything from coin toss to the length of the national anthem, um, you know, anytime touchdown for, for, for a lot of these guys and make pretty good money. You could do two, two touchdowns. I, I would, I would grab Hertz plus five fifty for two touchdowns scored. That's mm. a good deal too. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yep. All right, I'm gonna throw the last one. MVP. Okay, here are your choices. Jalen Hurts at plus one ten. Patrick Mahomes at plus one thirty. Plus twelve hundred. AJ Brown's thirteen hundred. Devontae's twenty four hundred. Okay. Of that crew, of that group. Which one would you grab? I'll tell you, and I don't have the odds in front of me. I I would, and I'm sure you're getting good ones. I I would hit uh, Hassan Reddick, mm. and I'm sure you're getting crazy good money. I just throw a little tiny something on it, and I'd grab Reddick. Oh, JB says it's plus three thousand. Wow. Uh, I think if that's real, I don't know if that's real, but JB, if that is, yeah, I, I would be all over that. I agree with him. Guys, I would go with I would go with Brown going to Disney World. AJ. AJ. Yeah. I believe Brown going to Disney World. Wow. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That would not surprise me one bit. Mm. Um, yeah, pretty interesting, right? Hey, one other thing I wanted to mention, we didn't get a chance to get to it earlier, but I wanted to squeeze it in now. So um, LeBron James has the opportunity to set the all-time NBA mark tonight for scoring. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has held it for 39 years. He needs, what, 36 points? Yeah, he's at, um, you know, and he's at his 20th year in the league. But, um, yeah, Kareem's held, held it for a long, long time. That's a pretty wild accomplishment, man, if he yeah, did time score. Took him 20 years to do it, though. How long does it take uh, Kareem, Kareem, what, 16 years? He's 37 points away, by the way. Um, Kareem is at 38, 387 in his 20-year career with the Lakers in Milwaukee, I guess it took him a little bit less because he played 20 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but it's, it's rare that a guy comes in with that kind of hype. Right. And, right. Lives exactly. up to it, and then some, and he's done that, you know, that's for sure. Kudos to him, you know, yeah. and he, and he's still a scoring machine now, even at this stage of his career. So he's going to set a mark that may never be broken. You know, yeah. people didn't think, Kareem's mark will be broken, and here's LeBron. And, you know, I'm sure somebody will come along down the road. Think about it, because Kareem played part of his career. Well, not that he was. But Kareem wasn't a three-point shooter. No. You know, to set that record. And since Mm -hmm. they implemented the three-pointer, you know, LeBron's taking advantage of that and then some, as a lot of players have. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to him. So when, when LeBron retired, he was 40, uh, not LeBron. When Kareem retired, he was 42. Now keep in mind, he played four years at UCLA. So there's, there's a difference there. Uh, LeBron 38 right now, but yeah. So LeBron will get there a little bit quicker. So uh, pretty amazing, man. You know, uh, at age, he's 38 years old. Uh, when, Le- when Jabbar was 38, he averaged 23.4 points per game. Mm. That was 1987-88, which was his last average over 20. Uh, he was 40 when he was 41. He averaged 10 points per game in his final season. So, you know, LeBron at 38 is 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 having an insane season. And 
you know, they're not going anywhere, it appears, unless they make a big trade deadline move. But uh, the talk was obviously that it was going to be Kyrie Irving, but that's not happening. And if, and if LeBron want, truly wants to play when his son is eligible to hit the league, you know, he's going to play another three, four years. He said it the other day. He, re, he doubled down on it. He said, look, uh, you know, I got plenty left, and I want I want to be like the Griffies. He said wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and they played together. And we know they went back-to-back, which is I, I still I'm astounded by that. The father and son duo went back to back. But anyway, hmm. uh, all right. So let's get a quickie in here. We'll come back. You want to uh, throw a question our way? We can do that. Throw a question mark in front of whatever question you have in the chat section. We will do so. We'll take some of your uh, your questions. We'll also throw some birthdays and some movies and get it back to the Eagles as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett hmm. Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their social security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
Yes, we are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Tuesday. Yeah, so I just checked the odds. Hassan Reddick is 25 to 1. So he's plus 2,500 to win uh, Super Bowl 57 MVP. All right, so just throwing that out there. All right, let's get some questions. We got some questions for the folks. Uh, T for Tuna. T for Tuna. What do you think the media will say about Mahomes when he doesn't win his second Super Bowl? Is he another Aaron Rodgers? Um, no, mm. I don't. No. I don't think he is. I think we're early in this thing. He's only 27. I think we're a little early for that. Aaron Rodgers went to one Super Bowl in his career. Mahomes has been to three. Right. No, no. There's no way they would say that about Mahomes. Yeah. You know, that's this falls in the category of, you know, sometimes quarterbacks get too many accolades and take too much of the criticism. And when you can say we've talked about this extensively, this Kansas City team was not even supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. With the youth movement they went through this past off season, that's a phenomenal story in itself. When you consider the kids that have helped contribute to where they are now, and they did it in the AFC Championship game without three receivers that they were counting on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and he's doing you know, it on one ankle too. And one ankle, and Miko Hartman is not playing in this game, you know. And we don't know about the other two receivers. Yeah, so, fair enough. Fair no, enough. if 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 he doesn't win this, no, that's not on him. All right. Uh, who would you guys call the biggest X factors for both teams outside of Mahomes and Hurts? Excuse me, uh, from T car. <sighs> biggest. I, I gave one earlier. Jared, Jared McKinnon, I think, is an X factor guy. You got to watch. If you're the I, Eagles I, I would say uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Kansas City. Uh, him coming back, he's well rested. He's had a lot of time off. That dude. That dude is a bowling ball, man. He he catch it, he runs it, he's got speed, he's got power. Um, I think they try to integrate him in this game early. You know, I think they try to integrate both him and Pacheco, but I think him him more so. I think he could be an X factor in this game. Okay, okay. Uh B. I'm gonna go CJ Garner Johnson. Okay. CJ Garner Johnson, I think he has an opportunity to uh he'll be he's gonna be covering um Kelsey. He's gonna be covering Travis. And I think he's going to get him one. I think he's going to get a pick. Okay. I think he'll be a, an X factor in that aspect. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Good, good questions from everybody, by the way. You know, just keep them great questions. Yeah. Uh, our girl Chris says, will Seth blow a gasket if the Eagles uh, – I don't run the ball, I think. I, I'm sorry. It just it just went away, but I think that was the question. No. Um, I think it, it – wait, I just saw it. Yeah, it just left mine, so I'm – D, oh, she said, D-Gun, will Seth blow a gasket if we see soft zone coverage from the second okay. day of the Sunday? Absolutely yes. Yes. He will lose his mind if they play soft coverage and let Mahomes dink and dunk their way down the field all game. Uh-huh. Absolutely. He loses the gasket when they win. What makes yeah, you think bro. he's not going to blow a gasket now? <laughs> Absolutely he's going to blow yeah. a gasket. We, we yep. may have to give him oxygen before the postgame show is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him some of that good food, man. Keep him, keep him going. Oh, we have plenty uh, of that. Oh, did I tell you what the menu was, by the way? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, you that did. Up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. You did. I didn't mean to bring that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Need a hey, Woody Woodpecker. Well, we get it. Ocean Bear will be better than what you get in the press box during the game. I promise you that. What? So, what is your deal, Barrett? You, you're you're obviously staying down there. When yeah, do you come you back Monday? You don't know. <laughs> He's beside himself. Why not even? Is this a sore subject? <laughs> You're coming back. I didn't even he'll know be, this. He'll be back. He'll be back Monday. He has to because if they win, 
They're going to make everybody take a flight back quick as possible so you can get in place, do your shows on Monday, and go over the game plan for the parade. Oh, he'll be back. I, I remember what they did to us. Wednesday or Thursday is what I would guess if they're, you know, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. But um, I, anyway. I, I remember what they did to us in 17, man. I mean, we didn't get back to our rooms until after 1.30 in the morning. Brian Spielman and I had to get all the gear together. We had to get on an early flight out before 9 a.m. We got no sleep, and I had to work that Monday. And Same. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there all day like this, just bobbing and weaving, man. Yeah. So yeah, Mr. Brooks, get ready. We were both sitting there. We were on the yeah. same flight. Yeah. We were on the same flight. My flight, my flight leaves um, AZ at 6 a.m. On Monday. Ooh. Yes. I had so at Jacksonville, we had to carry our equipment a mile from from where the breakdown was of where our oh. set was to the back to the cars. Then by the time we got back to our room. Uh, Michael Barkan and I, he, he was, we were in the same hotel. It was, it was literally, uh, I think it was five fifteen by the time we got home and we oh had, an, I think we had an eight o'clock flight. So I slept for 15 minutes packed and we were off to the airport. We had a, we had a driver pick us up and we did daily news live the next day. We did all the shows the next day. Just, just keep cranking, man. Oh yeah. So get ready, Brooks. You're going to have a long one on Monday. You're going to, you're going to earn your money on Monday. Yes, sir. Yes, you will. Um, so, uh, we, okay. Big William wants Barkane on. I'll talk to him. I'll see him. When, when is he? When's he going, Barrett? With you on tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Leaves right. tomorrow. Let's see if we can make that happen once they get down there. When the guys get down there to uh, Arizona. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, you see any other questions? You guys want it uh, off of there? If anybody else has any, if not, we'll let's jump see, into the first case. Uh, uh, I saw a couple good ones there. Uh, where is I saw fire him off because I can't see him. Why does D-Gun continue to throw that menu out knowing that his two other compadres won't have that type of uh, meal? Where's that question? Where's that? (laughs) Did you just make that up? That's a question from Barrett. He's allowed to ask a question. Oh, okay. Well, you want me to give you a very educated answer? Number one, because it's sour grapes on your part. (laughs) Number two, because you mocked me in a commercial spot that I had no say-so in. And number three, whenever you get the chance, you rub it in also, which you will do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm sure. So I'm getting my shots in now while I'm back here, while I'm back here glowing about the fact that it's going to be close to 60 degrees on Friday compared to you being in 80-degree warm, dry Arizona weather over the weekend. So, yes, I am getting my shots in now. Thank you very much. There you go. There you go. Well, right. you know, I, I'm not like I say, I'm not really a, a big Arizona fan because, like I said, I I, I want water where I want to go where warmth is. They got water. That's desert I'm going to. They got water. They it's got beautiful lakes. Dude, I should send you some of the pictures. A friend of ours from high school, me and my brother, he uh, lives out there and uh, has his own businesses. And it's a nice boat, and th- they not only have beautiful lakes, the lakes are are made through these canyons, and these can these mountain canyons are high up. And you go through certain parts of the lake, it's almost like you can almost touch lamb with your hand reaching out of his boat. And you look and they'll say, hey, look, you'll see a family of bighorn, beautiful bighorn sheep coming down to the edge of the water to take a drink. That's that's wow. a beautiful scene. Yeah, right that's there. pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I've got all these pictures yeah. and stuff from you know, trips I've taken out. Dude, it's, the lakes are unbelievable. And the bass, you see them, you can see them under the water, Bear. Look like small logs. It's so big. Wow. Yeah, and I never cool, fish. Man. He's not a fisherman, so he doesn't have any gear. And I'm like, if I had a blasting cap right now, boy, <laughs> just <a skip. laughs> that's cheating, man. It's cheating. 
I just want to stun them and hold it up and put them back in the water and let them live. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I hear it. Um, uh, hey, let me give you this. I'm my telescope rod. Uh, this was uh, Bill Belichick talking about Tom Brady. Now, we know that it, it seemed like there might have been some, uh, you know, some hard feelings the last couple of years and with Brady going to Tampa and all that. But uh, Belichick uh, really singing his praises, man. Uh, on he was he was asked on Tom Brady's podcast what he saw in the quarterback that others didn't see. Okay, so this is Belichick on Brady. Tom talks about how much I taught him in those meetings, but I learned so much from Tom because I never played quarterback and I never saw the game through the quarterback's eyes. I saw it through a coach's eyes, and what Tom would tell me that he saw and how he saw it, it was incredible. How during the game he'd come off and I'd say, "All right, what happened on that play?" And he'd go through eight things that happened on just one play. Wow. Tackle flashed in front of me. The guy slipped. I saw the linebacker go wide. The safety was a little bit deeper than I would be. Uh, then this guy stepped in front and I kind of put a little bit uh, behind him because I saw the other guy closing. And then you go back and look at the film and every one of those things happened in the exact sequence that he explained it on the field coming off. I'm like, this mm. guy sees everything. He sees the rush, the routes, the coverages, the depths. He sees a lot of things pre-snap. When we had the meetings that Tom referred to, he would go over fundamentals. We'd go over game plans situational football watch other teams play situations and i remember so many situations that came up in games where tom would refer back to yeah that's what we talked about a few weeks ago when we watched detroit or the atlanta game you, you know basically just going through how this guy is almost savant like in in what he's mm. seeing on the field this is where people don't understand how hard that position is you got to be processing like a thousand things at one time it's not just hey drop back and this is what the called play wow. is There's a lot going on there so i thought that was wow. pretty interesting Hey, Rob, here's another good question from Eric R. Does Jason Kelsey give a second mummer speech? Oh, good question, man. You know what? I, I think he does. It might be a swan song speech, too. I think he does. Here's why. I think Brandon Ayuk's going to get it. I think Julian Love's going to get it. I think mm -hmm. Nick Wright's going to get it. I think, yes. I think there are a lot of candidates Last time it was Michael Lombardi, and it was, you know, a bunch of no oh, yeah. un unnamed people. Oh, yeah. Howie Roseman. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Lane can't stay off the juice. You know, everything that he said uh, during that last time. I think so. Yeah, I do. Um, I, Christy has a question. Uh, there we go. Uh, that's why Brady is the goat. Uh, turquoise white horns, and I can't stand it, but I have to give him his props. By the way, what was he doing? Was it yesterday where he posted that picture in his boxer briefs? Yeah. What was that? I don't know. It was uh who's this? Brady. Brady. Hey man, oh. he, he's retired. He can do whatever he wants to do now. I, yeah, he can, but uh, it's kind of you can just you know, it doesn't mean you should. Yes. That's true. That, you know, that's, true. that's you know, I was always told that. Very true. Uh, I think John's going to be right on this one. Maybe not a mummer's costume, but he's dressed as fat Batman. That very well could happen. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that could happen. All right. <laughs> All right, let's do some birthdays, and then we'll get it back to the game itself. Um, Javon Hargrave's 30 years old today. So he'll be celebrating, hopefully, with the Super okay. Bowl and then a lot of money uh, in the offseason. Love to see him back, but uh, that, one's good. that one might be tough. So he's 30. Chris Rock, 58 years old. Um, 
You know, he hasn't said anything, has he, publicly regarding the Will Smith thing? No, he's been low-key, doesn't want to talk to Will, has been very low-key about it. He said at the appropriate time he will talk to Will, but uh, has not stepped to the forefront yet. Um, That's an embarrassing moment. When you're a high-profile figure like that, and somebody, not just on national TV, on global TV, gets slapped in the face like that by somebody, that's that's uh that's an embarrassing moment. Now he could have lashed out. The thing is, he could have lashed out, and as popular as Will Smith is, multitudes would have taken Chris Rock's side in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and he didn't. You know, he's he's refrained, you know, uh, and he said he will address it at the appropriate time. So Yeah, I think he's handled it as as well as you could possibly handle it. Like he could have just blasted and he didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I give Rock a lot of credit there. Garth Brooks is 61 years old today. Um, James Spader, who was the bad guy in pretty much every 80s John Hughes movie uh, that was ever made, mm-hmm. is uh, is 63 yep. today. Ashton Kutcher is 45 today. Mr. Uh, Mila Kunis. Uh, Charles Dickens, <laughs> the writer and author, is uh, was born this day, 1812. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Dude, man. Huh? Dickens? Yeah. Some heavy stuff Dickens wrote. Yeah. <laughs> it's for real. Yeah, I'm still uh, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Stafford is 35 today. See what his future holds there in the, with the Rams. So they'll run it back with him next year. Um, Steve Nash is 49 today. And he's laughing as the Kyrie stuff continues to unfold. Um, right. Isaiah Thomas, not the older Isaiah Thomas, the younger Isaiah Thomas is 34 years old who played in the NBA. That dude was 5'9". Yeah. He was Incredible. only 5'9". That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He And he had a couple just spectacular years. Yeah, then, two-time All-Star. Yeah, he got hurt. He had a hip injury, and he was never the same after that. Mm. Uh, Pete Postlewaite, who was, a, is a, was an excellent actor, passed away a few years back, ten maybe 10 years back. He was yeah, he's in Jurassic play. Park. Yeah, he's in the town with Ben uh, Affleck. He plays the the. Uh, he's the in uh, the Kaiser Sose movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great actor. He plays the the. If you ever get a chance in the town, watch the scene. Yep. He's a florist. He goes off on Ben Affleck. Uh, mm. He's really good in that. Uh, Juwan Howard, Michigan head coach, fifty years today. Five uh, zero for for Juwan. Fab uh, five. Fab five. Fab five zero today. For those guys, I guess they're all yep. going to be turning 50. Um, that's all I got. Birthdays. What do you guys have? I'll let you go, Mr. Brooks, first, if you like. Uh, I got Desmond. Remember Desmond Doss, that oh, uh, yeah. that soldier yep. during uh, World War II in Okinawa? He yeah. saved 75 people. He yes. didn't want to touch guns, and they kind of, yeah. you know, oh, the movies had about him. Yeah. Hacksaw yeah. Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a great movie, wasn't it? Awesome, oh, incredible. great movie. He uh, stood on his religious yeah. beliefs. So he passed away. He passed yeah. away though. But you already said Garth Brooks, right? Yeah. All right, but then you have um, uh, Shadir Sanders, uh, Dion's son. Dion's son, quarterback. Yeah, he turns twenty-one. Quarterback turns twenty-one. Colorado. Yep. And uh, uh, model Jeremy Meeks. He got famous because he got he was in jail for. He was in jail for uh, like armed robbery or something like that, and they showed his mugshot, and every woman in the world fell in love with him. And he became an actor and model after that. 
after they saw his mugshot from being in jail. He was in jail when he got off. He got like, he said he got like thousands of women uh, proposing to him while he's in jail doing his bid because of his mugshot. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, Gunner, you got any? Yeah, you have Deborah Ann Wall, who's 38. She was in the Daredevil series, The Punisher, True Blood series. Uh, Edie Izzard uh, played in Ocean's 12 in the Bacars 2 movie, she's 61. Robin Lively uh, from Doogie Howser in all the Karate Kid movies, uh, 51. Uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, uh, who wrote the series. Oh, Little House on the Prairie. Yes, and, and the TV series was basically loosed on her actual life. And when you read her story, her family moved to so many different states throughout her, her childhood. It's unbelievable. Oh. She was originally from some small town in Wisconsin. I'd never heard of Poppin', Wisconsin. Um, and she they moved all over the place, and she she told her stories as she went along. And and the, she wrote the series between 1932 and 1943. And then, of course, the actual series, TV series, uh, with Michael Landon uh, surfaced later on. You got uh, Stephen Stamkos, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning Center, 33. Uh, John Deere, who invented the John Deere tractors and all that. Buster Crab, the original Tarzan. Oh, What's the crap? Uh, let's see who else we got here. We got um, uh, Aaron Eckball, who played uh, who plays for the uh, Florida Panthers defenseman. Okay. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Bracken, who played National Lampoon Vacation, Home Alone Two, and Baby Day Baby's Day Out, eighty seven. Okay. Oh wow! Uh, before he passed away, Morris Claiborne, cornerback, played for three teams and was a Super Bowl champion uh, in the NFL. Third, Dan Quisenberry. Quiz. Pitcher. The Side submarine. Art. The yeah. submarine pitcher, yeah. Kansas City uh, Royals. Yep. 45. Okay. Taylor Mays uh, played for six different NFL teams. The safety is 35. Yeah. And how about yep. this name? One of the best that ever played. Robert Brazil was a oh, linebacker. Remember Houston. when he played? Played with Houston. Seven-time pro bowler. Was the defensive rookie of the year, 1975. Great player. He's 70 years old today. Yeah, that guy was a great player. Man, underrated in the history of the Straight NFL. Straight up ball. He was on the all seventies decade team, also. He deserved it uh, for sure. Uh, oh, I, before... I got two more too. Okay, go ahead. I got two more. Yeah. Um, Pierre Gasly, uh, he's a uh, race car driver for uh, F1 Racing. He's uh, with uh, Alpha okay. Tour. He's 27, a French guy. And then Kid Capri. Oh, it's fifty-six. Care about those kids, Capri? Yeah, that's hey, my last. Not a kid anymore. Yeah, yeah, you can't call him. You believe that? Now. Right? That's crazy, man. <laughs> no, you can't do that. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked, you know, what the what the process is for for him in terms of what's next on the Pat McAfee show. He said, "Quote: I'm still in the art of contemplation about my future. After my uh, isolation uh, retreat, I'll uh, be ready to make a decision." Can you just – does he always have to be that guy? Uh, after he comes back from the Amazon, yeah. is he with the natives? His isolation retreat. That you know what that means? Decision. You know what that means, right? Puff, that peyote. Puff, peyote, peyote, baby. Puff, puff, pass. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what that means. Yep, some pineapple express. Yeah, <laughs> oh, All right, movies. Uh, the Lego movie came out this day in 2014. Uh, Deliver Us from Eva to in, in 2003. That's uh, with, uh, LL in that. LL, yep. Uh, he's just uh, – uh, how, to, how to – what is it? Lose a guy in 10 days. That was uh, McConaughey and I think uh, Kate Hudson. Not 
super selections here. What you guys got anything? Oh, Blazing Saddles, nineteen seventy-four. Oh, man. oh, oh man. that's my pop's favorite. I love that. That's movie. a big one. That's a that is a big one, right? There. I love that. And then uh, Birds of Prey, two thousand twenty. Um, yeah. I think that was from the trilogy of the Suicide Squad, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's, what's her name? Uh, that Margot. Uh, what's her name? Mar- I forget. Mar- yeah. what? Margot. Mar- uh, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Rob? Yes. Is she strong? She's very strong. She is strong squared. She's uber strong. She is. <laughs> she's Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime strong. There is, it doesn't get much stronger. All right. You, you like the amp up, man. Why? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a one seed right there. Well, well, I just had to throw it out there for conversation. Yeah, that one. That that's oh a, my goodness. Oof, uh, that's a different deal right there. Um, her character, man. Her character. That's 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 the strongest of it. Her she's a good actress. Actually, I'll give her this. Like she she will do a, a variety. Like she's not. Does she has to get stereotyped? She does a lot of different. You know, she's willing to take some risks in her career. I will, right. I will for sure. I'll tell you, her best role to me is the one she played with Will Smith when they were betters. You know, he bet. Yeah, on, that was uh, good. What was that movie? He was in the press box of the football game and told the guy, pick a number yeah. on one of the players. And then she, and then he asked her to pick the number <sighs> and she picks the number and he, he goes through how he, he basically subjectively got these people thinking about that number 55. Now I got to find it. Yeah. I, I know. can't I think of the name movie. of that movie. It's a great movie. Blanker. Great movie. I've watched it a couple of times. Um, oh my god, what the heck is the name of the movie? I, I, I know. I'm, uh, Come on, Rob, help me out here. It's not thief. No, it wasn't called Thief. What the hell was it called? It was. It was her and Will Smith. Yeah. Well, all I the, know, I love her. In, I love her as Harley Quinn. That's, that's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, was. I a, love her as uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Focus. Focus. I just saw it. That's yeah. it. Yep. Thank you, John Diggerson. One Good of the work, few guys. times I will. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you guys. Um, all right, we got it. We got to roll. We got to get out of here. We want to thank Xander Krause, producing the program. We want to thank everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. We got uh, Dan Cilio coming up. He's got the National Football Show for you. We keep it rolling here with the uh, the build up to Super Bowl Fifty Seven tomorrow. Guests from Arizona each and every single day. We're looking forward. Barrett, you're on the road tomorrow, and you're with us Thursday and Friday uh, from the desert, man. So we're looking forward to it. Have fun out there, brother. I don't want to see no dang sunshine pictures from you either. I don't want to see no sunshine pictures of White Castle. That's it. All right, we got to roll. That'll do it for us. For Derek, for Barrett, I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Thanks for hanging out. Let's see you tomorrow, same time. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. Post game show with Seth. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.